Welcome to Best Picture Cast. I'm the host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who should have won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast, a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts if we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash write us in at our email which is best picture podcast at yahoo.com that's best picture podcast at yahoo.com you can reach us on any of our socials at best picture cast dm us tag us let us know how we're doing we want to hear from you and hi rickety we are back here yet again for another best picture winner Another entry in the annals of movies that took home that big crown, and this is one that, oh, is just so beloved by many here, and we're here to talk Cimarron. I can't wait. I was wondering when this day would come. It is here, indeed. It is Cimarron Week at Best Picture Cast. I have some familiar faces here with me to get in the old wagon and head, I guess, East or south or what? What's Kansas to Oklahoma? I don't know. Southwest. Is it is Oklahoma west of Kansas? Yeah, they consider it the southwest in the movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, here here we are, and uh, we're we're simmerunning today, boys. We're simmerunning, and I have finally a, with me first. I will introduce because I think it's out of the crew. It's maybe been the longest since we've heard from him, and he's Grant Z. Grant Z, welcome. Hi there, sugar. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing good, Grant. Um, or how are you? Because you just had to see this movie for the first time. I am. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm good. This okay. is. Uh, yeah, long, a long time coming. We've been talking about this movie since the crash episode. You've you've mm. been teasing this movie, so it, it's it's very exciting to finally get down and sink our teeth into it. Yeah, it is a candidate for some as the worst Best Picture winner ever, in case you didn't hint at up my sarcasm there in the intro there. But hey, maybe that won't be the case for the uh, gentleman sitting here today. We haven't really discussed it yet, so we're going to find as we go. The next I'm going to um, pop over to Artie B, who you last heard on our French Connection episode. Artie, welcome. Hi, Karen. How you doing? I'm doing well. I can't believe you invited me on this episode. It was a little bit of a surprise call to, <laughs> to get the Cimarron call, but here you are. Here I am. We haven't done an, an episode with the four of us uh, in in a little while, so we'll get to that in a second. Um, how are you uh, post French Connection? Are you uh, you're not following people around with cold cups of coffee or doing any amateur surveillance or anything? Are you? I do that all the time. Okay, liquored up? Hopefully not. No, no. <laughs> okay. Drink beer. Um, and finally, to complete the foursome, he is the one, the only. BPC's apt pupil himself. He is Joey R. Joey, welcome. Oh, I'm so happy to be here for this movie. I've yes. been waiting for this one. <laughs> and you just heard him in our Thanksgiving episode, which was apt, pupil. Yes. And uh, is not out yet uh, at the time of this recording. To pull back the curtain, this is Thanksgiving week. I guess the Thanksgiving-y type of movie is Cowboys and Indians, at least. Uh, you know, sure. But <laughs> in the very loosest sense. <laughs> <we're> <laughs> and, yeah. In the loosest and probably not best sense. Either. No. No. Um, I mean, the pilgrims travel. These guys travel. Is that yeah, basically it's, it? It's the same country, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they ate at some point yeah, on November past. I'm, I'm sure they had turkey at one turkey point. Turkey or two. Yeah. yeah. So 40 Novembers, so it counts. Yeah. You will, will have heard that Thanksgiving episode for App Pupil. Me, you and Chris had a, had a great conversation for that. Oh, great. That was a great one. The, the book really brought that, fleshed that episode out in a great way. Yeah. I, I enjoyed having that combo on what's a, a bit of an 
odd uh, an odd selection for a movie to cover here at Best Picture Cast, but it worked out. Uh, we Thanksgiving. Had fun it fits our Thanksgiving theme. So, gentlemen, we are the four of us are here. Uh, this was the the foursome who, of course, talked two of the greatest movies ever made, the best years of our lives, yeah, and Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. And the Godfathers. Oh yeah, the Godfathers too. Yeah, and Lawrence. But mostly Roadhouse, but mostly Roadhouse. Uh, Lawrence, yep. uh, episode two. part two. Yeah, yeah part was two, the four yeah. of us. So we've got we've got some some bangers under the belt here and with, Elf. with this crew. Uh, Elf as well. <laughs> yeah. Elf as well. And there might be a little um, Christmas chatter here later <gasps> in this episode. We're gonna Uh-oh. let you know what's coming up next for our Christmas episode. Joey mm-hmm. and uh, Grant, you both picked that for me, so we'll talk about that in uh, in a bit. But you know, we're here to talk Cimarron, guys. I don't think there's any. Any reason to delay it any further? Um, no, it's, let's just, it's let's time. rip it off. It's time. I obviously have a, a, probably the, the longest history with this movie. Joey, you watched this separately from the podcast. So this was like a second view for you, is that right? Yeah, probably about a little over a year ago before I decided that I wasn't watching anything new until we covered it. So probably a little bit over a year. Um, I caught it. It was on TCM one night, and I watched it. And I think I texted you at like 3 a.m. I was like, we need to do this movie now. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we ready to record yeah. like tomorrow. Right. I had a lot to say. Yes. Uh, so you watched it again here for this, yeah. I hope. Oh, um, yeah, of yes. course. Twice. Uh, yes. And what an experience it is watching Cimarron twice in a 24-hour period, let me tell you You that. feel it yeah. differently. Oh, yeah. Yancy. Oh, yeah. uh, Grant, this is the first watch for you. Yeah, I, I DVR'd it uh, from TCM when they do the uh, the Oscars month, you know, when they do, when they do all the Oscar movies. Uh, I DVR'd it, and I tried putting it on. I got a half hour, and I'm like, I'm just not feeling this, and I, I turned it off. Uh, and then I eventually I rewatched it for the episode without subtitles, and then I forced myself to rent it and pay you know pay the three bucks to watch it with, so- you with, need the subtitles. with subtitles because it's so necessary. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so necessary. With, Watching without subtitles, it might as well be in, in German. Yeah, you yeah. need just subtitles here. I just couldn't here. understand it. 100%. And you, you, didn't, you didn't quit the pod, so you're here today. I'm here. I'm here. Um, Listen, yeah. It's, uh, you know, you know, Joey and I, we love watching bad movies, too. So it's... You were able to, to put your, we put guess, your, uh, your, your humor pants on. Are we committing that this is a bad movie? Hmm? Maybe not. Maybe already. Maybe it changed Artie's life. Artie, this is the first watch for you. Uh, no, this is an old family classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's not. Uh, this was a first watch yesterday. A second watch today. Do you watch with subtitles? Both times. You had to. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't do this transatlantic or whatever this accent is called. I can't I even know if it's. This that. was before uh, that, and yeah. not even just to mention the. the Basically, the beginning of sound. Yeah. You know, they were even, everyone was even mic'd properly. The sound no. There was terrible. just like a microphone in the middle of the room that they were all trying to catch. Yeah. And this is a little before the transatlantic accent. This, is, this was all yeah. sorts of. Yeah, they just things. had microphones like taped to cows and shit, probably. <laughs> and just. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your viewing experience this, this week, Artie? Uh, you know, whatever. It's. Uh... <laughs> You don't always get the call for these like early '30s movies. You have to watch them for the rankings, but you're not you're not on a ton of early episodes. Um, Lost Weekend, Broadway Melody. Lost Weekend and Broadway Melody. Broadway Melody is kind of a bit of a a half episode, though. We, to be fair. So as as it should have been, this movie is a little startling first watch. <laughs> <laughs> they really just go after it. Yeah, but, there's listen. There's definitely a lot of content in this. That's you know pre code. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's pre human decency. <laughs> yeah, well, so what's pre code? It's, it's pre what Jim, the Hammurabi code? Jim, this is as pre yeah. as it gets. It's like pre Jim Crow. It's yeah. like pre everything. Yeah, there's certainly yeah, a, uh, a, a lot of um, 
it's offensive-ish almost, it's, material. It's almost 100 years old. It's, yeah. 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 It's not sensitive. No, no it is not sensitive. I, I imagine it, even at the time, people were like, ooh. Yeah. Well, they're... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think they're trying to have a couple of characters who are intentionally... Yeah. I don't know if offensive is the word or just insensitive. I'll put it that way. Sure. It's intentionally insensitive. Yes. And that age is interestingly in a hundred year period too, because, um, well, I'm sure we'll get into all that. Artie, you mentioned the Broadway melody. There's certainly going to be some talk in this conversation about the Broadway melody. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, and, and yeah. we're going to talk about, you know, as we do every episode, but I think there'll probably be a longer conversation most as to where this fits in with it. And is this as many people say, the worst Best Picture winner ever. How does it compare to a Broadway melody? And I got to say, another one that's going to come up to me is Cavalcade, yeah. just because there's a lot of um, structural a lot of similarities. Too. A lot. I was thinking about Cavalcade a lot. I mean, what, Cal- it. Cavalcade was what three years after this? Yes, yeah. something like yeah. that. Cavalcade yeah. is, I believe, a thirty-three or thirty-four. Okay, so right, yeah, yeah a so couple two, years. three years. Yeah. yeah. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, I think we move into what we're drinking here today, Joey. Why don't you uh, kick us off? As on the apt pupil episode, uh, Founders All Day Chill Day. It's a nice chill, great beer, cold night. Artie, uh, that's a favorite of yours. Too. It's, it's one of my favorite beers. It's so good. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, it's I'm, the best all day by far. Mm. It's the best Founders. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> Artie had visions of the nine percenter. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was like, is, I, uh, is that Sierra Nevada? Yeah. <laughs> Grant, what'd you, what'd you bring on? I got the Great South Bay Roasty Toasty Stout. Ah, the Roasty Toasty Stout. And Grant, I, you love your stouts. I love stout. It's it's stout season for me. Uh, and yeah, no, it's very it's very good. Nice and local. I got to look into that, see if that's a one that we could pick up for the place. Yeah, it's a six, six percent or nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, excellent. So, yeah, it's good. Artie. Well, I'm an adult, so I'm drinking the Piff Hazy Double IPA. <laughs> Oh, 8.6%. 8. That's from Six Point Brewery. There. It's like, I only plan on being here for the first part of this talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pith. The pith is here. The pith. The pith is here. Oh, boy. It's a good beer. I don't like the name. Yeah. I think. I don't care I think, about the name. I care about the yeah. ABV. <laughs> I think Artie's going to drink a lot of them and piff his pants. Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I only have uh, two left, and then I'm going to switch to the other in the variety pack. Like that, I'm going up on it. Oh, the crisp is good, and the bang—it's my least favorite of the group. Mm. And the Bengali. Well, we'll uh, we'll stay posted with Artie how Artie's doing on that, um, as we tend to have to around here. Uh, I have the uh, we we did a lot of crowler talk already on our French Connection episode. I got the the crowler from the Rough Cut Brewing Company up by New Paul's. It's uh, from Kerhunkson, New York. And this is the last of the crawlers that I got, so I gotta, I have to, really can't make it last much longer here. I don't no, think this the is pretty much there. Yeah, I've kind of probably yeah. gone over the limit, yeah. so we'll see how that goes for me. Uh, they last longer than growlers, but not too much. Yeah. That sounded the, like a nice the, crack there. That's still nice. Bl- is that a Blumpkin Ale? <laughs> it is called... <laughs> it is called the Bumpkin oh, Ale. Oh, sorry. Already. I thought it's that was an Ale. Bumpkin Ale. ale. And uh, to back it up, I have a, a nice little variety pack from Captain Lawrence. Oh, so beautiful. It's a, a semi-local brewery. I think they're okay. a little more upstate. but Not too far. I got, got a lager. I got a hazy IPA. I got a couple different things in here. So yeah, They're just upstate. That's a really cool brewery, too. That I have not been to. Yeah, it's but awesome. What, uh, how far upstate is it? 25 minutes outside of Queens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. It's yeah. right over. Yeah. If you leave through like a story, it's like 20 minutes. Elmsford, New York. All right. So that's what we're drinking here today. Before we do a full deep dive, I just want to allow us to make some introductory thoughts here. Joe, maybe I'll um, kick it off to you. When I w- first watched it, it was very jarring. 
Um, to kind of go back to it more critically this time, I mean, it has, it's aggressively flawed, but I don't think it's the worst. No, we'll talk more Ooh. about it. Yeah, like it's in. It's a little bit higher than that. I think okay, there's some so things you're like you're not locking it in on that uh, just yet. I guess we'll we'll. Yeah, talk I mean, we'll we talk go. about that. But that's but interesting to hear that. Like there, I think there's things about it where it brings it up. Now there's things that keep it at the back end, but there's mm -hmm. things and there's there's different things about it that I actually appreciated this time that last time I completely missed. Wow. Okay, Grant, how, how about you? Yeah, I I think I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Okay. It's, it's you know, if it's not the bottom, it's close, but it's not like, it's not dreadful, right? It's you fun. know what I mean. Like there's there's more there was there was there was more to it than I expect, especially when I watched it with subtitles. That was a that was a game changer for me. It it's yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting like a huge piece of shit, and it, and it is that for a lot of parts of it, but like. <laughs> There, there are parts that are like that do elevate it a little bit for yeah. me. Wow. Okay. And and you had a similar type of experience with Broadway Melody too. Like when you finally watched it, you had, there was some entertainment value there. Yeah, but I, I feel the like way that's, we watch that. I think Broadway Melody is more entertaining for like a bad movie watch. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think there's more, and it's also shorter, which helps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Artie? I thought this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie is—it's just—it—it it loves itself. It is—it's awful. Uh, it's not really this. This kind of—that's a great sentence there. This movie loves itself. It, it loves really it. does. Oh, it's all about it really itself. Does. Yes. It, it and then the this kind of storytelling is not for me. I don't like really long monologues and people. It just this guy is—is is he? Who is a bigger prick, Gregory Peck? <laughs> Or this guy, <laughs> like it's close, man. This, <laughs> Richard Dix. Of course, we'll get into Dix Dix. this. Of Yance, course, Yancey, Dicky Dix. Dix Dix. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this right now. Yancey Cravat is maybe the biggest piece of shit <laughs> in cinema. Like, that's, oh that, yeah, that's, that's supposed that's like lauded as a hero. Well, what a fucking like, asshole. He is my least favorite character we have covered. <laughs> <laughs> Using Wanderlust to hide that you're a scumbag is it, such an interesting yeah, like, flaw. Quoting the Old Testament. Yeah, <laughs> Just an he's a, just a douche. He's a, he's a deadbeat dad that hides behind the Rough Riders, yeah. <laughs> and like, but he wears real fancy boots. Wear, yeah, the worst boots in Western history. Yeah, those are yeah. And of course, Artie, you were referring to Gregory Peck's character in Gentleman's Agreement. He's like, not, nope, not, not the man himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew you guys would know what I meant, and I, yeah, yeah. for the life of me, couldn't think of the name of the movie. We'll just get this on the table to start. In our 45 rankings, your lowest rank, Joey, was... Chariots of Fire oh, you with had You had Broadway Melody ahead of Chariots I of Fire. I did. Okay. Grant, you had... I had Broadway Melody. Last, as well as... Well yeah. as me. Now, Artie, you weren't on that episode, so you haven't locked in officially your movies yet, but we will be doing one soon with Oz, who's kind of our rankings... Uh, reevaluator, and you'll be getting yours out. So the three of us will do a first forty-five revisited episode where you can really punch in your your thoughts there from that. Off the top of your head, Broadway Melody is Broadway the last, Melody, is, yeah. is the last one. Okay, um, Ozil when he comes back from his uh, his BPC paternity leave. Yep. Uh, him and uh, other BPC host Mikola just had had a baby, and they're on a little bit of leave. She's a cutie. She's a little peanut. Everyone's doing good. Mikola's uh, not just on a maternity leave. She's also on a had it with Kieran leave, I think, too. She's taking a little break from uh, the, the podcast nonsense. Yeah. So. A podternity uh, leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. She's fun to hear your list there from the front, Artie, and kind of go back to that world of the first 45. But for me in this movie, you know, I, I really came into this with an open mind. I wanted to, just like I do with all of them, there's many times when I go in and there's a movie that I thought I enjoyed 
that I like less, or there's a movie that I, I really didn't enjoy at all. But when I start studying it and breaking it open, and I'm like, oh, you know, this isn't either, either isn't so bad. And some of them are like, wow, this is actually really good. I, yeah. I appreciate this. I, I do not like this movie. Um, I do not yeah. care for this movie yeah. at yeah. all. This is this is a tough one for me yeah, on on many layers I, I, on many I, listen, components. I, 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 it's brutal. We're, we're like, I'm just being real nice to him. It, it's movies. Sucks. It I really know. does. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it passes in certain areas as we get into the conversation. But Artie, you stole my note. This this might be the least my least favorite character that we've ever covered. Oh, Yancy's Yancy brutal. Cravat. He's real uh, it's, bad. It's, he's right up there with Eddie from Broadway Melody and and Tom Jones himself. I think the three of them they're <laughs> the big three. He's right worse now. than the three of them. But this movie, I just looked at my 45 rankings and I chuckled. This wouldn't be second to last. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, so and it's more about those movies than this. See, I, I think I think this is flirting with being a worst picture cast movie. Like it's so it's almost campy and cheesy, it's campy and based because it, they flawed it, not because of camp. They just yeah. not like good camp, no. not charming camp, like accidental like because they're not the origins of camp, yeah. just sucking bad. The book it was out like months. A bunch of people read it and they just put this. 40 year, and, and you know, that's why Cavalcade comes, just this vast amount of time in this short period of time. And so the book had come up recently to this to this movie coming out. They kind of rushed it, it out. Was thir- it came out 30. This came out in 31. Okay, it was the next year. Wow. So they, they, were, they were really pushing the author's name on the poster. Oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. They, they, these people were reading the book. All right, well, I think that, that sounds like it's time to, to deep dive here as we're starting, to, we're starting to already crack some layers off. So, gentlemen, what do you think about heading back to the year 1931? I don't care. I'm against it. Well, we're off. <laughs> and the year is 1931. The president was president number 31. He was Herbert C. Hoover. Herbert C. Hoover. And I ask you, gentlemen, what does a C stand for in Herbert C. Hoover? I'm going to go with Clifford. Okay. Calvin. Clarence. Well, we the CLs we got uh, right here. It's Clark, actually. Clark. Herbert mm. Clark. Hoover. I, I disagree. Yeah, I think <laughs> somebody changed his Wikipedia. No. Herbert Hoover was a Quaker born in Iowa and raised in Oregon. He was a self-made mining engineer. Before he was president, he served as the head of the Food Administration and uh, was known as the Food Czar. That's an alarming day. title. I don't want anyone having that title. <laughs> yeah. I want to be the Food Czar. I would fucking love it. And I, I wouldn't trust you as Food Czar. <laughs> and that's why I don't want anyone having that title. I think we need a czar around here at, uh, at, at Best Picture Cast. Yeah. We could call Jay the czar, maybe. He's the best. Uh, the Jay's, the, Jay's Jay no. is the He's no. not a czar. You're more the czar. Artie, we can make you the bad take czar. Or maybe just the music czar. Bad <laughs> take music czar? Neither of those are good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Janis Joplin fans are still reeling for our French Connection episode. Because of Bobby McGee? Yeah. People, that's a beloved song. You were really harsh, really harsh. All right, I used to drive around in college with a couple of friends, and there was this one girl who would put that song on all the time and sing it in the car, like she thought she was like a vocalist. Um, we're getting so uh, we're, there. We're, no, there it you know, is. There it is. Yeah, that, well, that makes sense. There's, we're getting, there's, we're getting there's some. The crux, there's a crux of it. Yeah. Some music therapy here. It's just yeah. working. Yeah. It right, probably that, wasn't a great singer either. No, and and and. Also, just the song in general is not my type of thing. Okay. Squealing. Yeah. Well, if you're following us along, you're uh, you're getting you're getting some some reveals here. So there you go. Uh, the 1931 World Series featured the two-time defending champion Philadelphia Athletics 
and the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals beat the Athletics in seven games, a rematch and reversal of fortunes of the previous World Series, preventing the Philadelphia Athletics from winning three in a row. The only day-to-day player in the Cardinals lineup who was different from the 1930 lineup, his nickname was the Wild Horse of the Osage. So how about a little connection there to Osage? Osage, yeah. So how about that for a little connection there to to Cimarron? His name was Pepper Martin, a 27-year-old rookie who spent uh, seven seasons in the minor leagues until he got up there. A lot of of great names back then. But I worry about the origin of it. (laughs) This was an insult to this guy. I wonder wonder if he was... Like, I wonder if he was... Like, he got a tan one day and they all, like, talk shit. Well, (laughs) that or or if if he was part of the uh, Osage Nation. I mean, if he is, that's fine then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything's fine. Everything's great. (laughs) Let's just not get in trouble. Everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's great. Everything's fine and great and fine. He led his team for the World Series in runs scored, hits, doubles, runs batted in, and stolen bases. Also made a running catch to stifle a ninth-inning rally by the A's in the final game. So a, a, a definitely a big series here for the Wild Horse of the Osage. Kieran, trivia question. Yes. Are the Philadelphia Athletics usable in Immaculate Grid for the Athletics or the Phillies? The they athletics. would be usable for the Athletics. And it is a little timely there, too, because the Athletics have announced that they are moving from Oakland to, to Vegas. Las Vegas. Are, are yes. you an Immaculate approved, Grid right? guy? Uh, I do it every once in a while, when I remember, and I, I never do I never do well. Good, I'm, I'm happy for the A's moving. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah for sure. That stadium. Now I think they moved from Philadelphia to Kansas City to Oakland, yes. and now to Vegas. So they bounced around a bit. Yeah. So Artie, you can use Pepper Martin, the wild horse of the Osage, on your grid next time. <laughs> so this is a wild thing here. In 1931, the spitball was banned. Okay, oh, you could no longer use the spitball. Is that ball. when they put like their saliva on the ball? Is that what yes, that was? Yes, okay. and doctored it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just saliva. Like, but, the, like loogie? Like uh, pine tar. Yeah. Just anything. Yeah, right? any kind of doctored substance. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. Well, none of them can really throw <laughs> breaking pitches, so they needed to do something. Although the, the spitball was banned, players who had been using it were grandfathered into using it. <laughs> That's I like that's unbelievable. I, new pitchers could not I use it. Fucking love I can't that. think of anything more baseball <laughs> oh, than that. I love it. That's so that's, that's so it. baseball. Oh my god! So like, you know it's what? Like, no one can it. use steroids, yeah. but you guys that have already been doing it, yeah. they're like standing there, old jack. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you guys are fine. You keep All right, going. the spitball You're is good. banned. Not you, spitball McGee. Yeah. You're still yeah. good. Well, his nickname's Spitter. Spitball McGee. Well, we have we have here. A, a big spitball pitcher was a standout pitcher for the Cardinals. His name was Burley Grimes. So we're talking about those guys. That's names. an unbelievable name. They're all great. They're all Fuck. just describing the person. He's yeah. a Burley Grimey guy. Yeah. And he was known to what they called wet his pill. That's what they called spitballers doing, wetting your pill. Oh, they even talk. No, they even talk cooler than us. Another one was Wild Bill Hallahan. It's another spitballer in that World Series. They there need more go. nicknames besides Wild. There's so many yeah. Wild Bills in like every wild, con. Wild Horse Osage. Yeah, if your name is Bill, your your things would be Wild. Cardinals are managed by Gabby Street. Hall of Famers for the Cardinals include Jim Bottomley, Frankie Frisch, Fordham grad, Burley Grimes, Chick Haffey, and Jesse Haynes. For the Athletics, Connie Mack, manager, Mickey Cochran, Jimmy Fox, Lefty Grove, Wait Hoyt, and Al Simmons, more recognizable names on the athletics there, it looks like. The number one song in 1931 was Good Night, Sweetheart by Wayne King and his orchestra. Ah. Grant, you know, Good Night, Sweetheart? You're I, the, one, the only don't. one who tends to know these real Yeah, no, I don't, maybe if I heard it, but I don't know. Another great name, Wayne King. 
and his orchestra. It's good one, yeah. 1931, the Best Picture winner was Cimarron. It was directed by Wesley Ruggles. A screenplay by <laughs> Howard Estabrook, based on a novel by Edna Ferber. Music by Max Steiner, who was nominated for 24 Oscars and won three. Uh, most notably did the music for Gone with the Wind and Casablanca, two Best Picture winners we are yet to cover. Cinematography by Edward Kronjager. He was nominated for seven Oscars in his time, but never won. Most notable was uh, Heaven Can Wait, but he never took home the big prize. Editing by William Hamilton. Costume design by Max Ray. And the art department and the sets were done by Max Ray, again, and Sidney Ullman. Cimarron is starring Richard Dix, Irene Dunn, Estelle Taylor, Nance O'Neill, Roscoe Ates, George E. Stone, William Collier Jr., and Eugene... Jackson, nominated for seven Oscars, the winner of three, including Best Picture, Writing and Adaptation, Howard Esterbrook, and Art Direction, Max Reed, was nominated for but did not win Lead Actor, Richard Dix, Lead Actress, Irene Dunn, Director, Wesley Ruggles, and Best Cinematography, Edward Kornjager. It's a 5.8 on IMDb. And it's not on any other lists or anything. It's no. it's it's most notable status in the world of film is that it won that best picture. Cross. Yeah, I think yeah the the list that it's on are the worst picture, <laughs> worst movie to win best picture. Yes, it's yeah. the lowest rated IMDb of all the best picture winners. Is, is that, that right? Yeah. Well, it's Broadway Melody. The, Broadway Melody is the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes. And no, Broadway Melody is lower. Oh, Broadway is actually lower. Oh, so it's changed. So yeah, that, must that, have, yeah, that trivia thing is like Wikipedia on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. Someone but, wrote it. Uh, well, I, I just created a whole bunch of accounts and downvoted Broadway Melody. <laughs> <laughs> occasion. You know, I mean, the, the we all know how I feel about people who vote on these fucking things. But oh, the older the yeah. older movies tend to not get a lot of votes, right? Too. So 100%. a lot of people who vote on them. You don't touch those older movies. And we will get to Twitter questions later. And there were quite a few. I I'm told so you, you're I'm told so happy. You. Yeah, that's just well, how it works. I haven't looked I at it. I don't look at them, but I'm so excited for I, what they are. I feel like Cimarron is a is a not talked about a lot. But like, so I feel like we're just we're scratching an itch of built of a <laughs> yeah, Twitterverse. No. And but like all the people who we engage with know of this and are ready to like it's go a no, with it's it. A yeah. no, it's a notable movie for how how bad it is. Do you, th do you think there are people out there who like it and are afraid to say they like it? Yes, I think every movie someone's favorite movie. Yeah, and we did we did have at least one comment defending the movie. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to that a little later. But. Oh, I saw that. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'll try to be nicer than I was to the apt pupil comment. Yeah, it was harsh. Poor, well, they deserve Fred. it. Poor Fred. No, not poor Fred. Uh, someone else on the list? <laughs> on the, uh, Ooh, well, on, we'll have to, we'll have to on visit the, the list someone, a little later. Else on, Grant, I'm gonna, I'll start with you here mm -hmm. on this one. Get us, get us going on this. Sh you shoot, the, uh, shoot the gun in the air and let us get our, our, our horses and uh, it's, it's noon. We've got to get going. <laughs> uh, um, when I talk about the things I like about this movie... <laughs> Uh, and it's a very few, very few things. The scope of it and the set design of it really is incredible, especially considering the year it came out. Mm -hmm. This movie starts off with a bang, like a literal bang. All of these extras on carriages and horses and... And those huge bicycles. I th the bicycles <laughs> that was, got me. That was great. The old tiny uh, bicycles. Yeah, random, random giant <laughs> bicycles. Yeah, hold the, hold have, his, have his markers, have his flags. I love the Land Rush scene. It was, it was really, and it, it kind of is such, like aside from the muffled dialogue before that happens, where you're just like, I have no idea what's happening. 
It's, and, that, and that's the part of the movie where the dialogue is the worst. Oh, it it's impossible. Yeah. I was like, I was like oh, uh-oh. They this didn't know what they were doing. It, it, was just, it was impossible to, to mask the sound when of everything like, else. When the horses are neighing and all that. The first scene I thought was really impressive. I agree. And, it, it, you know, nothing comes close to that, but the set design is amazing throughout this whole thing. But the Land yes. Rush scene is really good, and the fact that it's 90 years old, I think, is very impressive. Yes. Yeah, I think it does have to be noted that that type of scene is not something that audiences at that time really would have seen much of before. No. Yeah. I mean, something of that scope. They're used to Broadway yeah. melody. And <laughs> well, but, bro- of... but broad- Broadway melody was something that they had never seen before, right. which is the reason that it won Best Boy. Exactly. But this was so... Singing song and dance on, right. you know, this is we're in the, this is the early onset of sound, right? Yeah. Very early, and this was huge, and just so many people and horses involved. The fact that it worked is impressive. Yeah. Was all quiet the year before? Yes. So this okay. is so this is where I'm gonna I'm not gonna give this movie the whole of its time pass because this movie sandwiched in between two movies that graded fairly well here at Best Picture Cast, at least amongst us. And the year before is All Quiet on the Western Front, right. which is a pretty big production. Granted, I think. It was also done in, as a silent movie, too. So it was kind of like half in sound, half out. Right. right. And then Grand Hotels immediately after. So, you know, I, I can't... And if you if you look at the script of Grand Hotel compared to the script of this, yeah. I, there's a laughable difference. Yes. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. This movie's yeah. all set design. It's and all, scope. It's all... Yeah, 100%. Everything good about this movie is yeah. visually related. I hated the time jumps, but I like seeing where the city was got me every time. That was cool. Like it, seeing just like a progressively... Yeah, because they didn't make a big deal about it. It was just like, oh, look, now... It's, it's 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 a one room thing. Now it's yeah. now they have a front and a back, and it's just there. It's and like, I thought that was awesome. It's like in Roadhouse when the when the double deuce gets progressively nicer. Right. <laughs> so only it's an two, entire two setting. Roadhouse references. Are yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, get uh, ready. Or, There's more coming. because because if you're if you're when you get into like dialogue, this movie falls apart very quickly. So it's really well, scope and on that, dialogue and script. Yeah, yeah script is note, so bad. On that note, Artie, you know, you you mentioned this kind of being this type of movie is not your cup of tea and this really this type of script is not your cup of tea how they're saying it go what what elements of this were really not working for you <clears throat> not working uh, everything <laughs> except the what uh, grant made a great point the all the best parts about this movie are visual yeah. or are technical yeah. um those are the best parts and they're there they that's fine it, the story they're telling is just not something i'm interested in the land rush scene what a cool way to just get land. Like, you race to a plot and put your fucking flag down and then stand there with your guns and shoot everyone off and that's your home <laughs> forever. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Then you go dig in your backyard and there might be oil and you're, like, <laughs> super rich. That seemed really cool. The land rush scene up until Dixie Hall, Dixie Lee, falling in the the hill trench, in yeah. the trench with the horse and then she tricks him and mm-hmm. takes the horse and that's about as clever as this movie gets so at that point you're kind of they've got you a little bit like you're 100 like, oh, this might work for me 100 and well the land rush scene was a little long getting to that part it, but it, well, it, it was a bit redundant it's like a lot yeah. of just shit running across the but screen they had to show you all the different types of carriages these people had. they had 500 extras they yeah. showed me every one of them right but <laughs> i if you think about how long some of those scenes were in Around the world in 80 days, right. where they were super impressive on the scope they were showing to 1950s audiences. Imagine yeah. what this looked like oh, I know. for a 1931 it audience. It didn't look safe. N- then they probably definitely not. Definitely was they not definitely safe. just said, go. Right. Like, they just, and, but, just and, land and, rush. An audience <laughs> member at that time probably didn't want that scene to end. Right. They were probably just so yeah, you know, yeah. wowed by what was going on. But one thing I want to 
look at too. So this movie, when it ends, it ends in present time, right? I think uh, it 1929. Takes it 19, yeah. Like, yeah, and the movie comes yeah, out in 31. 31. So right. essentially so present time. Yeah, so yeah. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. So they're relatively close to this having actually happened. You know, this pro- this this these yeah. events basically it only happened 40 years. It leads up to yeah. present day. Right. So this was probably something that you heard about or you heard what it was like. Or your but, parents lived through. Right. But you could, but there was no, like, they weren't showing clips of it or newsreels of it on TV. Right. Maybe you heard, like, stories of it on the radio. So this yeah. is the first time this is actually coming to life before you yeah. as an audience, which is, that's, that's and, pretty wild. And if you're living in New York or something, like, this is a whole... Just us. It's just stories that you've heard from people who wish they did it, and now yeah. So there it's is in front there's of you. definitely some movie magic there. This is a typical old movie that is not a piece of art. It's just something that worked then and doesn't work anymore. If we really levels. crack it down, I think that's going to ultimately be one of my biggest problems with the two. Is is that yeah? Uh, you know, I, I I think it you can market into something that was impressive at its time that really doesn't hold up. It does. Even if you pull aside a lot of the offensive and you know yeah. right. really racist things that are in it right. Uh, it, just the just the movie making itself doesn't hold this, the t- it doesn't stand the test of time. Much like Broadway Melody, much like a, Around the World in Eighty Days. Yeah, yep, for sure, movie. absolutely. What did you guys think of the way, like the storytelling, like the way the story was conveyed with then random time jumps and just long monologues and yeah, you know, no, it really le- brutal character development. Like what the character development, I think for almost all characters there was no development at all. There's like one development for like character. second grade level I think, development. I think everything, um, everything was rushed in the slowest way possible. I think Sabra, I think Sabra's character had some development in it. Definitely. Again, we, we talk about this time and time again where like the movie focused on the wrong thing. I would have loved it if the movie focused on her. If she was the main character dealing with the family and dealing with her husband that's constantly leaving. And, you know, it's kind of like half hers, half Yancey's story. If this movie focused more on her, it would have been way more effective. But it's not as fun, quote-unquote fun. Right. I, I, that scares me a bit, though, because what they did focus on with her was not good, you know, so like, at, it, at all. They could have, like, but it, if, if all the time was dedicated to her, they could have let things flesh out a little bit. Because of some of the things with her, I was, she was pulling me, like, as the movie went on, she pulled me in more. Like, early on, I was just, I didn't even want her on the screen. But by the time she's, like, evolving and, like, you know, struggling with should his name be on it or whatever, like, I was with her. I was trying very hard to be with her. This but. is kind of like the, the earliest example of someone who's like, she's like these dirty Native Americans, yada, 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 yada. And then by the end of the movie, time passes and she's like, he knew all along that they were... Just like us, and I've, I, I'm the heir of my ways, and la da da. But we don't even get to see any. That's of That's the problem. He's just, the focus is on Yancey, so when just, he's gone, we're odd. gone. I mean, it's odd when we see it. So okay. like, Kieran, I don't know if you know what mansplaining is, but it's when a man condescendingly, <laughs> condescendingly explains something to someone else, like I'm doing now. That's what he does the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah. is fucking mansplaining. Yeah. But for. Yeah. Everything and she's like, "Oh, I didn't realize how stupid I was. You were right this whole time." Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. God, it's brutal. I mean, for forty years, she runs a changes. newspaper for the rights of Native Americans and says awful things about Native Americans until her daughter-in-law is a Native American. But she says one of the most baffling things. She <laughs> she says how safe she feels, and I was like, "This motherfucker disappears on you and just leaves you with a business and kids that if you fuck up." Everything's gone. What safety is there in any of this? He doesn't ride. Well, the, <laughs> listen. The first, the first thing they they do when they they go from 
Wichita to Osage. And, you know, it's a trek, it's a long journey. It's like nine days or something like that. Uh, and she's, Sabra's completely freaked out by, she's never been around these ruffians and all that stuff. She's freaking out. The, the kids sleep in the hotel and he's like, all right, you go to bed. I'm going to go out and hang out with the boys and start networking <laughs> and start like, you know, bumping elbows and stuff like that. And he just like leaves her. She's like, I'm scared. Like, I yep. don't want to be here. I want to leave. He's like, oh, it's okay. Peace. And he just goes out and <laughs> oh, has some Oh, honey, friend. sugar. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. Nothing. After leaving, like, he's, even when her mo- when her mom's yelling at him, he just disappeared for a month to go fail at getting land. Yeah. Grant, Grant you brought up in the past characters that are just the perfect character who don't have any, yeah. you know, flaws. The, super, super, and the just Superman the, character. Yes. So Yancey, in this movie... He's a frontier man, a bounty hunter, a preacher, a newspaper editor, a real estate guru, a poet, and a soldier. And a lawyer. And a lawyer. And an improv two lawyer hops right in. As oh, he's a, a defense lawyer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he has a, he has a lawyer. He, okay. he, has a, he has a shingle up about his law, his lawyer for, law firm. Okay, so I forgot lawyer there. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, and he's also he's also the, a, 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 a hero that saves the day by jumping on a bomb in the end. So. Yeah. He yeah. literally yeah. jumps on a but torpedo or something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a torpedo. A nitroglycerin torpedo. It's the word torpedo. Here's the, funny, here's the funny thing about this, though. Because he is a perfect character, it's besides this glaring flaw that the movie really doesn't think is that big of a flaw, which really bothers me. Yes. Where, like, he's all these things, but he's also a deadbeat father yep. and a right. deadbeat husband. Well, well back but then like, it wasn't considered deadbeat. It no, was considered I, I the male role. Grant, he was, he was stirred by wanderlust. Yeah. <laughs> when, that scene where he just, when they, when, when they announced. <laughs> it's the title card. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> when, when, when the Cherokee run gets announced and he's just like, let's go. She's like, no, he's like, all right, well, I'm leaving and just disappears for five years. And he, and he just tells the kids, like, he's like, I'll be back soon, children. Or like, you know, like, like what that, a I mean, piece of that, shit. No wonder Donna sucks. That part of the movie. I mean, that's that's when I mean, I actually thought it was hilarious because it's, he just goes full Randy Marsh in that scene where it's just he's, he's like, come on, we got to go. We got to find a new spot. And she's like, I, I'm, I don't I don't think so. I'm not going anywhere. And then like the light bulb goes off. He goes, yes, good idea. You stay here with the kids. I'm going to go yeah. and I'm going to go with the boys. And my line of the movie is right here because it's just amazing. After he ponders to himself, if we all took root and squatted, there'd never be any new country. Yeah. And then he thinks some thinks some more, and then he hops on his horse and says, I'll send back for you, sugar. Whoopee! And rides <laughs> off. <laughs> and she doesn't hear from him again for five years. Just disappears. Because he doesn't write. So then he shows up. No, but he's sending money for Dixie Lee. <laughs> he shows up, and he goes, hey, son, do you have a pony? <laughs> no. Well, then I'll buy you one this afternoon. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. And the kid just goes back to eating like he hasn't seen it. Like he... Yeah. Yeah. He's haven't seen your dad in five years. You just you're back to your oatmeal. Right. Yeah. These are his possessions. His 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 wife, his yeah. kids, their no, possessions, and all he knows how to interact with is I'll, I'll just buy you. This something. is like with, this is like in toys. This is like in Toy Story three, where like Andy gets grown up and he like doesn't play with this doesn't play with the toys anymore. <laughs> like that's what this is like. Where he just like he yeah, just completely like, yeah. ignores them. He's just like, oh, I'm going to do other. I'm going to go do other. Well, things. Ruby Big Elk is in this scene too when he comes home after five years. Yes, and he's yeah. like. He he literally says, "Ruby, big elk, my oh my, how you've grown!" Like, mm-hmm. oh, gonna get creepy ah. now too. Yeah, uh, just bad, just a bad guy, and just like, oh, it's all wanderlust. It would it would be interesting seeing this movie if this movie was made through a modern lens and seeing how like <laughs> the actual like effect that behavior had on a family. 
it was like in a new, it was like in a different place, and it's just, it's just, it's just really. It's all Donna. Donna is the effect. That's what this movie showed. Well, yeah. Well, well, Donna, Donna is the daddy issues, right? Like yeah. that's the failure of his ways. Yes. That's his failure, Donna. While we're uh, discussing the modern lens, I think maybe we'll awkwardly transition into the character of Isaiah. Oh boy, poor Isaiah, poor Eugene. I have just no try. comment on that matter. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it, this yeah, is it's real bad. It's real, really upsetting. It's real bad. And for uh, for a movie that's kind of trying to like be progressive, posture be itself, progressive? yes, yeah. posture itself as above inc- it all, including yep. Native Americans as citizens, and and then like it, movie leaves off in like 1930s. We figured it all out. It's but all good. We're all good now. Racism okay. is saved. For them to have a character like him in there as comic relief i guess maybe some pulling at heartstrings so. there at some point well that's there a, was no comic relief but that's, it wasn't well, fun. attempted comic oh no no it wasn't yeah attempted comic relief but, at I the mean, time guess, well, when, yeah. when, when, yancy, that, when yancy pointed out the watermelons they got all excited yeah, yeah i mean that's that. as cringy as the movie gets but i mean every, oh. when we first meet him he's fanning he's from the, the fan he's, they made him be the fan yeah, go back to fanning every scene with isaiah i just felt bad for that kid the, like, the but, actor, but like, yeah. The, yeah. But like, was it was that supposed to be comic relief? At yes, the time? at the time, I think it was. I think, it I think was. it's kind of what the the kind of like the R gang buckwheat, you know. Okay. That's like that it's, was a form of well, comedy. I mean, like, at the that uh, point. Al Jolson of it all. He's the, like the scene where he's wearing like the too big outfit on the way to church, and he just gets like sent away out of how embarrassing. It's just like it's, it, it's, it's fucking sad. Every time he pops up, it's cringe. It's it's like. What is what are they going to do next? Like, Particularly when you're seeing it for and the then, first time. Yes. And then it's just and then when uh, when he you know when he sneaks off when he kind of stow when he gets when he stows away, and they find him in the blanket and then he runs off to get firewood and Yancy says, "Well, that's loyalty money can't buy." It's like oh my god, that was dude, that line made me very sad. That yeah. was my first it's time like, watching it. We have to talk about buying loyalty right. when it comes when it comes to. You know, it comes uh, to in 1889. Yeah, yeah, but and and, the, and then his death scene. Oh, which is wait, which one? One of three death scenes <laughs> he has. Like, come on, how many times is this guy gonna die? But just like each one more insulting. Yeah, <laughs> and, just, and the, the long it was like a long cut of the for, first when forever. he first gets shot. But yeah. then he like pops up again and then dies again and then they carry well, him into the room called, and he mass, dies a third time. He's calling for Yancey and Yancey just pounds away. That is that's one of my favorite <laughs> shots of the movie. Is the when he's reaching you, up, and you, you just see, see the boots. See, yeah, where you see, yeah, where you see uh, Isaiah in the background, kind of reaching out to him, and you, you just see Yancey's feet just like yeah, walking right past. Him. It's a great, it's a great visual. Every death scene in this movie sucks. Every death scene, they're all over dramatized. It's like or under dramatized. I'll disagree. Or with under dramatic. I'll disagree with one. Which one? I didn't hate the shootout with the kid there in the end. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate really? it. Really? I like I like the angle it was shot with that. Look, I don't like anything about the dialogue in this movie. But so let's, point, what, 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 let's hold off with the dialogue. Don't, I'm not don't talking put the, about the dialogue. I don't mind how it's shot. I don't. I don't. I don't, mind how I don't like when people are doing their dialogue and then they just expire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's visibly dead. Let me put my gun away and carry on with the movie. Like that's no no death scenes are natural, especially in that. In that time period, where people take like four days, to yeah, like, right. yeah, like you can bleed and get infected. Yeah, like right. he would just get gangrene well before anything yeah. happens. I'm like, willing to make some compromises in the world of this particular movie, and when I can have sure. a, like a, a, a shootout scene that can mildly entertain me when I'm trying to watch this thing twice in a 24 hour period. But see, uh, I'll that, settle on that. That, death, that shootout was so 
weird. Like I was having trouble figuring was the kid shooting at someone else at the same time. I was very confused by the logistics. Yeah, that's why of I hated it. the storytelling. It's confusing. No, yeah, you had no breakdown of the, the layout. Right. Like the all. logistics weren't yeah. making sense. Like at Which least is what I think I liked about it because it was them messing with the angles kind of created a little chaos within a yeah. within a shootout. It was like chaotic. That. So because, I, I liked the I liked the camera. Because at least Lon was one on one just straight it, out. It felt like the shootout at the end of Samurai Cop. <laughs> where you couldn't really tell what's going on you just see the person shooting it's just a recording that of is, bullets going yeah, off yeah. you're not wrong Yeah, you're you know what I mean like it, it's poorly edited yeah. thank yeah. you Grant yeah. shout out to the Samurai Cop episode featuring I told uh, you RDB it, of Worst Picture Cat I told you it walks a line of WPC movie it's it's close <laughs> I think the key is fun though usually those movies try to be a little more fun than yes. I think they just had like a competent sober person write a script for this rather than like a crackhead who like paid a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> he like great samurai cop as he went <laughs> while on math. Well, this this had this had this had a successful source material that samurai cop did not. Yeah. Yes. This lost this lost money though, in in it did. Yeah, did it? It you did. Got a, you got a note there already. Well, it, it cost uh, one point two million to make. I don't think it made that back. And Which the, is a, by the an way, insane at the time, amount of money in nineteen thirty. Yeah. Weird thing is that the, at the time they bought the rights to the book for one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, which was a very that's high absurd. price a big, for a big like dude Quentin Tarantino sold True Romance, True Romance for thirty thousand dollars. Like mm. this is in the thirties for but this book like sold like. Nothing else had sold. A flop at the box office then. And they only made money on it. It turned a profit eventually when they sold it to MGM yeah. Studios. MGM re-released RKO it. RKO is yeah, who This is RKO Radio. Yeah. Yeah, radio, is, uh, radio Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't even, it wasn't even RKO. It was just Radio Picture. The Radio Picture became RKO, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, right? But and they did uh, the, the Thing from Another Universe. Shout out to our, our yes, Thing episode. Sure thing from Another World or Thing from Another Thing universe? from Another World. I'm sure the winning of Best Picture probably propelled 100%. it a little bit, too. And, and Get more money like that. Even yeah. before, like, this thing was, it was out and people were buying it, like, nonstop. Joey, you segue right into my next note. Is this the worst adaptation that we've covered? That we've well, covered? I think uh, last week's episode, yeah, I mean, apt pupil could. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, best one. picture winner. <laughs> hmm. It's pretty pretty from bad. A, from around a the world novel. in eighty days. It's pretty bad too. That oh, that's a horrible adaptation. That's the winner, I yeah. think. That might be worse because that's because that doesn't even really try to be. And an that's adaptation. phenomenal source material. Yeah. yeah, in a horrible movie, this is probably ba- you know decent whatever bad source material. Yeah, I didn't read that's it. a that's a good answer, Grant. That's a great answer. That's probably. Why I wrote that note. All right, see you guys later. Probably. <laughs> uh, I have some other funny scenes. I don't know if you guys are interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think this movie lends itself to like a linear discussion. So, well, I hope not because we're we're already we're already we've already disregarded. We've left we've left we've left that back in Oklahoma. Do do you (laughs) think Do you think Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Django Unchained is a like dark warped version of Yancey? Like, what if Yancey was? Well, he's based off Sam Houston's youngest son. So the name the name of the character Yancey is based off of is Temple Houston. So I wonder about that. It's based off, yeah, yeah. He was a gunfighting lawyer. He killed at least like three people. That's who they base Yancey, Yancey. off of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now it's Django based. I think Django, it, Django to me, it, Leo and Django came off as like a like if if Yancey was like as fucked up as can be, but lived in the same time and had the same like he, I don't think he so. thought he was I don't, right. I, don't, I, don't I really felt like everything was yeah, right. No, right. I, I don't think so. And right. I don't think Tarantino's one to base characters off of real life historical peoples and more people from movies. He's probably based off of someone from some B movie in the right. in the seventies okay. that we don't you know, that's probably yeah. more like I, I, I just wondering. I don't not see where you're coming from. Like I don't think it's 
Just like he thinks he but has like, these scientific answers and he's right. always right. Well, he thinks he's, he's like, the well, smartest guy in the room. He's what is he, Saul talks about? Saul's like, oh, like the world's made by him, while people like us just kind of live in it. Like, yeah, that's, that's, Leo thought the same thing, but no, I don't. I think they're very different characters because I think ultimately Yancey thinks he's like Django, and Leo also says sugar. And well, that was I know, well, but yeah. still, yeah. But his last name was Candy, and it was Candyland, and, and, and everybody who says sugar in a movie isn't connected. We could go back, and that's all true. Place. True. Yeah. But I, I see where you're coming from. I yeah. don't agree, but I think I, yeah. I don't think it's a ridiculous. Well, take. the reason I wrote it is because I wasn't sure, and I wanted yeah, yeah. you guys to convince me that wasn't right. So. Because I I, yeah. I think because ulti- Yancey, you know, the wigwam when it's the Wichita wigwam in Oklahoma, it's all about like Native American rights, trying to like you know equality. Like he's trying to do, or they're at least trying to portray him as someone trying to do the right thing in all of his shittiness. Yeah. No, this movie thinks that he's like. He's like this great guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They make a fucking oh, statue for God. They think, he's they God. Think he's, he's a gunslinging Atticus Finch. Like, that's what they try to, like, portray <laughs> him. Literally. Oh, oh, yeah. Remember that time that this movie became a courtroom drama for no reason? Uh, for, for, what? We went to a year what? just for a courtroom the drama. guy shows what? up and defends the Dixie what? Lee oh, or whatever. That's Come right. On. I'm a lawyer, too. Yeah. I'll pick up this case. And this is how the legal system works. I'm he, just going to show he, up and yell. He, he's he not def- licensed in Oklahoma. Right before he comes back, all the guys are like, oh, he's the one who bought Dixie Lee that house. So, like, that relationship's always kind of up in the air. Then he comes back. He knows so much about the backstory. Like, out and more interesting learning more about them than him just yelling in a courtroom for yeah. 20 minutes. I, and here's the here's the thing too. I know they. I guess because they alluded to that to the fact that he was a lawyer. I feel like it would have been better if this wasn't if he defended her on the street and not in a courtroom. Well, like if people were like because because let's let's face it. The whole like he's without sin cast the first stone. That doesn't fucking work no, in the legal system. Sense. That but, is not what it is. If she committed a crime, yeah. she committed Gr- a crime. Get someone higher, judge her. Well, no. no. If she no, killed no, someone, she, no, we're going we're gonna to let gonna the judge, judge and right. the jury do that. Yeah, but, yeah. That's why uh, the judge what, is here. Yeah, exactly. What of anything going on that in that courtroom was what goes right. on in a courtroom? What was she even being charged with? Uh, they couldn't tell us. Lewdness. No, like it was just people just were fed up with her. They just didn't like, put her in a prostitute. Yeah. But if, she, if all they had to do to make that way more interesting is he came back to defend her. He didn't just come back and then find out because he saw the, the newspaper headline that and they were making. Bounced, yeah. If he came back, he's like, she's being persecuted, blah, blah, blah. And he came back like righteously indignation about it. Like still completely out of left. Like, see, like you're saying, Grant, his points are all incorrect in the legal system. Yes. But at least now I'm intrigued about it. Now it's just another happenstance thing that happens to try to shoe in a year. Especially when you when you factor it, because this is another slight against his wife. Yep. Like she doesn't, his wife... Sabra does not like Dixie Lee. They don't get along. They don't. She's jealous of her, and she's clearly. the one who pushed this system. Like she yeah. pushed the arrest. Yeah, and and he's just gonna fucking just like spit in her face, and it's just. And then gaslight her, and that's when she says yeah. the safe line. And all being done in a in a compact amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Too. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sorry if I get because uh, we we talked this before about how he you know fights for the rights of the Native Americans and st- he talks a big game, but he's still like claiming territory that used yeah. to belong to the Osage. Oh yeah, and he doesn't really give a shit about that. No, he's a no. possessive, um, hypocrite, um, sanctimonious. He's self-consumed <laughs> asshole, man. Yeah. This guy is oh, he's yeah. the worst. Now, I I will say about the courtroom scene though. Yes. We can bring back the award, the uh, guard from Titanic award, for someone who hijacks the movie uh, uh, the and just prosecutor? decides to do his own thing. The prosecuting attorney here, who what is just... What movie was he in? What? Can you please <laughs> is, not take my note I've been waiting to talk about? What spiking movie? the levels of this movie yeah. out there. What movie is this guy Objection! in? Objection! Objection! Like he, Karen, 
I hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. It is funny though because when when Dixie Lee is on the because I'm I'm not a lawyer. I'll, 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 there are other BPC guys that are lawyers. I'm not one of them. But when he's interviewing, when he's when Dixie Lee's on the stand and he's like. Oh, and then this happened, and that's why you're doing this. I'm like, that's leading, and then the guy is like, objection, that's leading the witness. I'm like, yeah, get him. But yeah, no, that guy is just out of, out of, out of but like how he's like the prosecutor rests, and he's like, you know, that, that it goes back to him, and he's like, no, no questions, we rested already, leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. he's like <laughs> over it. He's hoping, but Ar- even Artie, he's Artie, coming Artie. out. Artie. Well, I mean, you still. I, my favorite part of this is the attorney who just when you're watching the scene, you just hear. I object! <laughs> out of nowhere. And the first three are like bullshit. And then the last one, he's like, and that's why you did this, and that's why you did this, and that's why you did this. And he's like, I object. And the judge is like, we've had enough of you. He's like, that, well, that was a very valid objection. And they <laughs> putting words in Dixie Lee's mouth for the jury. And, oh, then, and then proclaiming only God can judge her. Yeah. And then he just rests his case. That is a bold closing uh, statement. Like, you just rest what, your case. I wouldn't, I'd, be, I'd leave it open. And and also when after you you have a you have a witness on the stand you, you're not allowed to address like you don't like sum it up and like write it right away to the jury like that's <laughs> where closing arguments like, like it's, this is not I I don't know like this has got to be the worst court suit. This court whole movie, movie I don't I, I this don't whole know. movie is the nitpick zone the whole movie yeah, is I the I zone. actually had a note saying it's going to be hard to to keep things contained uh, within the nitpick the, it, zone. we can't do it the whole I, movie I've is already nitpick. said a couple my notes during the courtroom scene were all in the nitpick notes and I just deleted them. I was like, you know what? This is the the courtroom scene is a nitpick. None of it makes sense. It could have been changed. It's all over the place. Like, it's just they paid Dixie, they paid Estelle a little bit of money and they needed her for another segment. Like, it's just... I, I wrote all my notes and then I could have just at the end went to the top of all my notes wrote and nitpick wrote zone. nitpick zone. <laughs> I'm convinced that that prosecutor went so berserk in that scene that like the director and them were like, oh, we should bring him back for another character later in this movie. Let's make him like a corrupt <laughs> politician or something. And then he comes back in the story, and now he's like pressuring Yancey to, yeah, to wait. Yeah. So you're up to one of my favorite lines <laughs> of the movie. It's not my quote, but it's a good one. You, you're oh, in, I did prefer to list him as governor too, or aspiring governor is another profession that the guy has. You're just him. going in order of my notes. It's really great that you have this going. <laughs> so. One of the lines he says when he's trying to convince him to steal the land is, they aren't competent to take care of their own leases. <laughs> That's a hilarious line. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what, you mean you're going to confuse them with numbers and steal their money? He's like, it's just a matter of bookkeeping. Well, they were called land leases as they were broken up. Yeah, and, and they and they mean that. And that no, I know, but accurate, like. Yeah, historically accurate. It's yeah. Just, yeah. No, it, it's sorry, guys. No, no, no. It's, no it's, yeah, yeah, these, these shitty people me, right? actually did this. I just, I just people, they were scumbags like this guy doing I, this. Out of all, of all the lines, I thought you were going to pick. That was not. Yeah. That was not it. I, I love it. They aren't competent enough. Yeah, it's like keep that's you on my really toes. mean. Oh, very mean. This is where the movie like really crosses itself up, though, is because it has the villainous characters that are clearly racist and devious and... Oh, like cruel, yeah, cruel, like evil Everything people. is, yeah. you yeah. could think of. Like, everything then, is just evil and just completely self-serving. But the counter act to that is Yancey, who is a total prick. And, and who is really, if you break it down, in some ways, just He's bad. so self-righteous. He's the worst character <laughs> ever. He's nothing interesting. This is why he's the worst character that we've covered so far. 
because he's on screen the most, and he's the least interesting, and he, he nothing. He just sucks. There's I hate a everything smug about him. to him too. He's so oh, just fucking just pretentious. Face. It's his face. You know, and yeah. uh, and I because I, I was reading, I was trying to read about the book, and kind of trying, <sighs> and they were talking about how. You know, adventure books were so popular at this time, and for the first time, like you're, you're, because I guess the story kind of filled itself out while he was gone. And they talked about how like that was a strength of the book because you're like away from the protagonist, so you wanted him to come back. And man, none of this movie touched that. Like he was just, he was on, he was at a lot of times by far the worst thing on screen. Yeah, he's, it, it, yeah, like I said before, like he's one of these, one of these characters that are supposed to be applauded and celebrated. And it just, you talk about being completely tone deaf. Yeah. Yes. And just like the movie, and maybe that's just because we're looking at it through a modern lens. And there's probably and, a lot of that too. And like, you know, it's just a different, it was just a different time back then. And just, you know, because like what, three, three of, three, three quarters of us here are fathers. I couldn't imagine just like. <laughs> I feel bad leaving to come do this. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Yancey knows about all these guys' plans, right, to do these truly evil things that happen in real life, and his, like, counter-effect is to write an article about it and hope the people... Like, he's not doing anything to stop it, like, well, of action. He's and, not exposing. And that's what this movie... This movie is also missing an antagonist. There's, like, a there's like you have Lon, and then you have, like, the, you have, like, some, like kind of sprinkle throughout but yeah. you have no overarching overarching yeah, the antagonist is his wife trying to hold him back from right. being a pioneer yeah, yeah no that's <laughs> that's actually a really good point <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's incorrect yeah, storytelling yeah, yeah, his, it's his like wife, it's not full like, yeah, settling wife, down is the conflict the antagonist is his wife being a drag <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he just—he he, he it's, like, it's like it's like a guy like tricking his wife into playing golf, where the guys like all the all those boys are like, "Come on, Yancy, let's go." He's like, "Okay," and he sneaks <laughs> off to the golf course. Like he's like the guy who like starts a fight so that his wife kicks him out so he can go do whatever he feels like oh doing. Oh my god, he's such now, a shit. And he just joins the military he, at some he, point. He mansplains and gaslights everything <laughs> just away. All just real quick. Wow, well, like, a few words. Oh. I, I know gaslight. The term gaslighting comes from the movie Gaslight. Like it should be called Yanceying. <laughs> Cro- it should be Cro-voting. called Yanceying. <laughs> now, can I can I make a, a declarative statement? Sure, can. Why? Sure. What is what's, what stopped you in the past? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> international movie expert RDB. This is the female actors steal this movie. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I don't even think it's close. I think the men suck, and the women are I, all actually kind of knocking it out of the park. I, think I like fucking the, the one, the the pretentious. The, she acts like the rich woman. From she keeps telling the story about the <laughs> signing of Tracy Declaration. Tracy Wyatt is yes. that it? Yeah, and then May Oliver. <clears throat> yeah, she's awesome. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Have a blast with her. That God. is that is comic relief that works. Get her movie. on screen more. Yeah, even yeah. at the end when she just takes down the barrier and it's walks. So funny. <laughs> I'm on the committee. She's like, come on, I'm waiting. It's, like, it's it, but it's like. She's the only one that like. She's one of the few that like feel true to her character. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's the really one awesome. That talks like this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> but, great. Every one of these movies. Has I loved like it. Oh, I fucking she, love it. She was hysterical and she was a very consistent character. Like, yeah. When she was there, you she did what she needed to do, and I thought she was great. There was there was one male performance that I I liked in it, and uh, can we do a guessing game? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Let's make this episode okay. fun. Okay. I have one Serviceable. Too. I have one too. Saul. Artie? Um <laughs> Lon Giannis. Is that the heel? That was gonna the, be my the, guess. The too. Yeah. That was gonna be no. my guess too. Saul. 
Saul. Uh, yeah. Who's Saul? He was, he, he was the, the guy, one that, the he's the guy getting Mr. bullied. Levy. He's the guy getting yeah. bullied with Mr. the last Saul Levy. Oh, I know him in I, Mr. I liked, I liked him, and I kind of liked his dynamic with Sabra, too. At the end, I loved it. I agree. I liked him in the beginning when we first meet him, and then I like him at the end with Sabra. In the middle, he loses me, but I do okay. like him in those two I scenes. I think he's the best male performance in the movie. I agree with you. Now, I mean, you it's, want... a low, it's a low bar. Yes, it's I... a low-ass <laughs> bar. <laughs> do you but... want to know mine? Yeah. Can we guess? Is it, okay. is it Wait, Oh, okay. Let's oh, guess. Let's see. It's not Rick. It's male, the stutterer? No, it was not the not the comic relief stutterer. <laughs> well, that we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, well, so that was a thing. Of, that was a thing at the time. Holy that was a common trope. Well, that's, I know. That was yeah, Broadway, Broadway melody all over. Uh, the the kid who gets shot. Wait, hold on, hold oh, on. The kid. La, la, it's the kid. It is yeah. the kid. Now you want to know why? Because why? it reminds you the kid from no, Unforgiven. I, I watched the, a little bit. A little yeah, this has Unforgiven vibes. So I watched. I watched the movie and and was like. Why? Why is the kid in this movie? This is ridiculous. He shouldn't be in the movie. And then I watched it again. I said, "No. Why is this rest of the movie a thing? We should just be focused on the kid. Let's just have a movie about the kid and forget Yancey and forget everyone else." Like I, that was the only part of the story that really kind of interested me at all. So I didn't like the kid, but I liked what the kid did and why Yancey was friends with him and like what their history was. That like what was he involved in? Like I think um, I wished he was a actor. I did like how in his title card he was like firing off yeah, the gun. Everyone hysterical. else was just like, Sam. he's behind a barrel. I Hold on a second cards. here. Stone Cold. He is the one and only. My God. Chris G is here. Oh. Chris G is here. <laughs> here I am. His aide is walking him up to the microphone right <laughs> now. <laughs> microphone, but I guess I'll share. <laughs> okay, Grandpa, let's Getting go. Out his glasses. He's he going to read his we call index him, cards. We call him the kid around here. Yeah. <laughs> I brought in my full, Ironic. Sno- I brought my full snowboard gear here. <laughs> so yeah. Did you snowboard that. here? It's cement yes, outside. It's snowboarded it is, here. Oh, it is a wet one out there. Yeah. Chris, what did you think about Cimarron? He'll watch in six months. <laughs> um, yes, he, he quit the podcast when he heard that. No, Chris, you've not seen Simran yet, but uh, you are going to join us now. We have a Christmas episode coming up, so there's a little plug for that. Yeah. And if you've listened in the past, we do a, a little little uh, movie Secret movie Santa. Secret Santa. Is, here. is the is the Christmas episode? We all go over our Secret Santa watches all at once. Uh, it will be there. Yes, it's going to be right. in that episode. So, um, but I think first maybe. Joey and Grant, you can let us know what that Christmas episode is going to be on. So this year, Grant, uh, you, you Joey, Joey, I'll let you take it. So this year, we are doing a Muppets Christmas Carol. I love that movie. A Muppets Christmas Carol starring yep. Michael Caine. You guys Hello. were kind Sorry. to me by picking one of my favorites. Michael Caine. We finally go full Muppet <laughs> around yes. here. It's time. Yeah, we've waited long enough. We've waited long enough. Yeah, we've been we've been skirting around this one for too long. It's it's time. This is, this is time. amazing. And on that episode, we're going to do our, our Secret Santa here. Chris, yeah. you'll be a, a part of that, too, and Artie. And it's the five of us. And last year, we each kind of we each drew one of e- each other and, and picked one. This year, we've added a little caveat here. We're doing a little, uh, Grant, I, I don't remember the tag hitter, but it's a little like a Christmas jigsaw. Yeah, se- Secret Santa. Secret Santa. There you go. <laughs> uh, where we're picking two movies dun, dun, for dun, the person, and dun, they dun, have dun, to dun, select. Dun, 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 dun. 
Oh, that's perfect. Just come putting Kieran into oh, a Oh, they have to trap. select one of them? <laughs> one yeah. of the two ones that they pick. So you I'm picking. Pick, yeah. So yeah. we'll each pick for each, each person. We pick two. And then, so I think, you know, you can, you can hear this full thing on our Christmas episode, but uh, maybe right now we'll announce who's picking for who here. Let's do it. I'll go first. Artie, I will be selecting for you, my friend. Two movies for you. Kieran, I'll be picking for you. Oh, boy. A little head-to-head here. Hey. I'm picking for Chris to Chris's sadness. I'm terrified. That's a scary one. You don't want to draw Joey. He could really, he could really Joey can, derail Joey your can, life. Joey can fuck your day up. Yeah. <laughs> Month or I'm, year. I'm, I'm trying to take out December for Chris. Did you know you could be bullied via movie recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, there's an episode of 1001, Joey, where you tell a story about you I potentially ruined ruining life. someone's life. Oh, no. He moved to Arizona. He broke up with his girlfriend, quit his job, and moved to Arizona. <laughs> because of which? Lars Von Tears. And they just choose to stay in the trap and just die there. You know, like, I'm not even going to bother getting out of it. Chris, who did you select? I selected Grant. Ah, so you will have Grant again. That's yes. true. I've yeah, had him in the past, and it, work, it worked. It worked well. out before. Yeah, yeah it worked so. out before. And if we've done our math, Grant, that leaves. I got Joseph. You got Joey. Ooh. And word has it, you have taken this very, very seriously, Grant. You are well. Yeah, real anything, anything that's worth doing is worth doing right. All right, I love. This. I don't I love agree this. with that. Uh, we, we know yeah, that I you mean, don't agree that's with that. That's the, that's the already tagline. Whatever's worth doing isn't worth doing. Right. <laughs> Most things aren't worth doing. How could I have acid the already way? <laughs> I okay. full acid, but very few things. So you can you can tune into our Muppet Christmas Carol episode and get that whole segment too. I can't wait. This should be this should be good stuff. It is the Christmas jigsaw. Grant, what is it again? The Secret Santa. Amazing. Secret Santa. Cannot wait. This should, this should be good. Chris, thanks for joining us here for the uh, for the Cimarron episode. You'll have to watch this at the end of the season at some point. I, and boy, I can't wait for that. Cannot fucking wait. Yes. I, I think well, that you've got to make Chris Jasmine gonna, watch you're that. You're going to love it. Yeah. you got to make Jasmine watch it. It's only two hours and three minutes. Make Jasmine. I think I've used up all my currency with her as far as making her watch things. Kristen's reaction to this was amazing. Yeah. She probably loved it. She was so mad at it. Like, just she just kept getting <laughs> Katie, madder. Yeah, Katie was just doing a lot of texting and Instagramming during yeah. it. I would so, not yeah. subject Asia to this. After French Connection, she didn't even like that. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Chris G. Thank you for hey. popping up. Okay, uh, after all that, I think it's time we uh, just, uh, I, I, I don't know, Do, unless you guys have more Cimarron sermons you want to give here, I think we, we're good with the body, we can head to, to the sections here. I, Joey, unless you want to rip a, rip anyone right now? No, maybe, I think we might I'm, have a segment for that. Though. Yeah, I have somebody. <laughs> sure. I hinted. Okay. All right, so uh, we're going to go to Twitter questions, and I think we alluded to it before. We got a ton of response here from Twitter. It's uh, great. It went out this morning, and it was almost like Twitter people were just hiding in the trees. Let's just maybe just fire this one off because it's from Oz. I'm going out of order a little bit with it, but I kind of like his his uh, his wording in this one. And I think we have to stick to his parameters here, okay? It's very, it's very clear instructions with this question. Okay. Give me a quick one-word answer with no explanation. Which is better, Cimarron or Cavalcade? Cimarron. Ooh. Joey, go Cimarron. I'm going to go Cavalcade. I'm going to go Cimarron. Artie's like, kill me. <laughs> Artie's like, have you ever seen Cavalcade? I... Kill me is two words. Kill me is two words. Can't say it. Cimarron. Wow. Three wow. Cimarrons. Did not expect it. 
Uh, there'll be a point where I can... Uh, I'm going to go fall on my sword. There'll be a point where I can disregard uh, Oz's instructions and expand upon that, but it uh, won't be right this moment. All right, so let's start from the, um, the beginning. This is from Andrew Carden, Matt Awards Connect. Had Best Supporting Actress existed, would Edna May Oliver have been a nominee? So, Artie, you kind of suggested earlier that you Tracy liked some Wyatt, of the female... Right? Is that the yeah. Tracy Y character? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I... I don't know. I have no idea what else was up. I have no idea to answer that question. I mean, I, I, I'll I, answer it. I'll say yes. Yeah, I tend to I would, think that I would they say, would. Yeah. I would say yes Absolutely. also. She was Probably. Fun. She was good. I mean, she was in the Best Picture winner that was up for every other Best Picture she al- she also, like, category. At the end, when she actually co- uh, compliments Sabra's outfit, like it shows like the relationship. Like She does a great job. I think absolutely nomination. It got an actor and an actress nomination. You got to think they were probably would have looked to have nominated someone. I mean, and she, she probably would She won. was the best performance in the movie yep. yeah. Chauncey Talese who was on our Return to the Departed episode asks what went wrong at the Oscars that year <laughs> uh, I, <just, laughs> I want to say with this one it's so hard to compare the fourth ever Oscars to anything we see yeah today. it's so yeah. new and who even knows I don't think they knew what they were or what they wanted to be Yeah. I mean I know we can look at the other movies that year so like I mean the obvious names I looked at the list of eligible movies the obvious names that stuck out City Lights and yeah. was M that year? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Was it eligible though? I don't know. It should have been. Uh, the other one was Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Public Enemy yeah. is that year, yes. But it's like, you know, genre E movies. Frankenstein, I think, was that year too. But like these, like, of course they're going to take the big production and the big Well, that's the, the big thing. Events. It's the big scale well, of the movie. Yeah. They call them best production at this point. It's not even like yeah. best movie. So they're they're looking at the whole thing. They, they didn't know yeah. how they were. And like, you got to remember with like City Lights, man, it's like. Yeah, looking back, like that's one of the classic silent films, this and that. But they're over silent films at this right. point. Like they're they're moving away from they're silent films. The- yeah, and you have and you have Charlie Chaplin saying, "I'll never make a movie with sound." You know, he's like fighting against it. So right. they're not going to pick City Lights to win Best Picture. They want like, progression, and he's and M is foreign, right. even though I mean M is better than all of these, but it's foreign. So like, yeah. there's. It just kind of is how it plays out. Yeah, it's a hundred years later. It's a little tough to figure out. I mean, unbelievable question. It's hard to beat him up for it, it though. In in context of what we're doing and what we're discussing, we can hold it. If we're, if we're comparing it to a random modern Slumdog Millionaire, like of course, like there's <laughs> like modern movie making is gonna is gonna just steamroll a lot of what they were doing back then. Yeah. You know, we give yeah. them a little consideration of the fact that it's just like doing these types of scenes for the first time and using sound in the early stages sure. gets a little bit of credit, but some of it is just, it just gets expired. Yeah, I mean, this movie does one thing well. That's that's really it. Yeah. And there's more than one aspect of making a movie. Right. Okay, next. Oh, boy. David Pusik. Would you be sad or even care if all film elements for this movie just suddenly up and disappeared one night? <laughs> Like if this movie was erased from existence, <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future style. I mean, essentially <laughs> is right. Like, uh, well, I mean, listen. Th- I think the year before or two years before, there's a Best Picture nominee that doesn't exist yes. anymore in The Patriot. Oh, did it burn? Yeah, it was the lost in that fire. Lost. So it wow. literally is unavailable. It's, you, exi- it's, yeah. it's a race from existence. I think it's the trailer so is the only thing that you can look, you wow. can view. So there is. It's not an impossible idea. But no, I mean, I know he's. I know he's be a little tongue-in-cheek cheek there uh, but I, I i think whether or not you think it's like the worst movie ever made or if there's redeeming qualities it's part of the history of movie making and the oscars yeah. that they picked it this year i think there's value in understanding the context of of us choosing movies to win awards through the course of time for any one of these movies and 
again, like the 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 land scene and the, just the scope of it, the set designs. Like, I think there's value in all that. Well, there's there's value in seeing what the worst character in film is. Yeah. So there's yeah yeah. No, actually, no, I mean, there's you know. I don't. Like, I don't want it erased. I want to see it. I right. Want yeah. to, you know. This was a great uh, exercise, really. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this whole thing. So yeah, can, I, yeah, it's worthwhile. You can also view Artie's rant on um, censoring movies and cutting parts out of movies too from French Connection. That was pretty pretty epic. David also asks, how unfortunate is it that this is Irene Dunn's first nomination? So Irene Dunn would go on to be nominated four more times. So yeah. she'd have five nominations. That's great. Pretty good here. Um, and like, I don't think her performance is good at all in this. Uh, <laughs> I, I like her in it. Yeah, I, I, I you know, respectfully disagree. Irene Dunn is but there is there are some some blueprints of what's a good actress because she is a good actress you know but I, I don't I think the performance the script is the script disservices every single actor well, in this movie yeah, that's, and, that's and part so of she's it. forced to deliver lines that are so uncomfortable and unnatural that and there, there was a lot of it wasn't quite as rough as Cavalcade for me that, that Cavalcade was brutal um, but I, th- I think she was nominated in that too but this this teetered upon it yeah, for I, me, I, I so. didn't mind I didn't mind her in this yeah, I, no, I, I thought her. I thought given Given the source material and given the script, I feel like she did a serviceable job. Okay, we're going to try to get Joey to agree something positive about Yancey Kravitz here. Yancey Kravitz is a, in all caps, tremendous name. And probably the most interesting thing about this movie is his actual name in this. This is from uh, Moose Stash. Yancey Kravitz, was that, is, is, that a, is that a good movie name, Joey? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think it's that good. It's, listen, it's no, it's no Burly Grimes. Yeah, what are we doing? I thought Richard Dix was a better yeah. name than Yancey Kravitz. Burley Grimes is a great name. Burley Grimes? Burley Grimes is great. No. Yeah, Kravitz is just kind of a gross-sounding name. Yeah. yeah. Yancey's a bit of a stretch, too. I, yeah, I no. don't, naming Absolutely. your son Yancey. Great call, but no. we got a Jeffrey Care sighting here hey. at Jeffrey Care. I haven't heard from him in a while. I hope you're doing well out there, Jeff. How does Cimarron rank for you as one of the worst, best picture winners of all time? It just happened. The question happened. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, Jeff, we love you, but we're going to put a... Marker on this for when we get to our 1 to 95 section. Sure. Because yeah. we have a section for it. But it certainly will be something that we address there. I did word this post as, please include any questions or comments for discussion, and we'll shout you out on the show. Loaded questions will be sent directly Artie's B's way. I tagged you, and Artie responded with a... Uh, a dissatisfied emoji there. <laughs> a blank face emoji. Um, so let's uh, go with one of those loaded questions, shall we? I read them. Yes. Uh, this is from Steve. No, not that Steve. The other Steve. And he writes, oh. How big of a sigh of relief does the cast of Crash take every time they remember that they have this one as competition for the title of Worst Best Picture winner? How big of a sigh of relief? A big one. Do you think Matt Dillon cares about Cimarron or Crash? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, the, I don't think the cast cares. I think putting Crash behind this movie is a mistake. I think right, pe- so people, that's what pe- he's saying. That's why think, they take a yeah, sigh of relief. No, no I, I know, I understand. I'm just expanding on it. For all the people out there that think that Crash is the worst Best Picture winner out there, it is not. No. I'll tell you. If I could only watch one of these right now, I'm watching Cimarron. Whoa, so you have wow. more in the room, Grant. You I'm have not more saying in the room I'm there. Not, I'm not I'm saying I'm ranking it there, but it, they're ranked probably next to each other. I, I watch Crash. I have Crash ahead of Cimarron, yeah, too, me too, personally. Uh, okay, up next... Good we question. Have, uh, well, this is, you'll like this one even better than Artie. This is from Daniel Rester. Bottom five of the best picture winners. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like that's such an Artie comment. Is that a I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Too. Daniel Rester, you crushed it. Is that a question? 
That's a comment. Yeah, it's a comment. It's, it's a, comment. a comment. Good commentary. Thanks, Dave. Okay, Artie, while we're on you, this is now this is actually the best thing we got. This is from Adam Hitchcock at Circuitverse. And Adam, of course, was on our Return to Rain Man episode. Yeah, Adam's great. Yeah. Adam writes, Yeah, I got a question for you at Hey, It's Me. How dare you? <laughs> First, how dare you? Um, no, do you know what he's upset about? It's from the office, that joke. Yes, yeah. but do you know what he's upset about? Right. Do you know no, why I he has no a, you don't an, know un, an unspoken rivalry yeah. with you? It's my favorite rivalry in uh, amateur podcasting. It's a, a one-sided I'm unaware I'm in a rivalry. <laughs> oh, yes. it's... It's amazing. What is it? It's Please a rivalry. Tell me. Somewhere along the lines, you badmouthed uh, the bench warmers. No, grown ups. Oh, sorry, grown ups. Yep. Grown ups. Grown ups. Careful. You're, the food nope. is already there. So Do just it. Be careful. Commit to the bit. And okay. I, I believe Adam. I think there. It, if it's not his favorite comedy, it's up it's, on the it's, list. He's very. He's yeah. very big. On, yeah. On very big grown-ups. on grown ups. And you had slandered it. He's tagged you in things about grown ups like numerous times. <laughs> I'm mildly aware of this. Yeah, I've definitely been tagged and stuff relating to grown-ups, but <laughs> Kieran, you haven't seen grown-ups. I have not. I have and not. I thought about giving it to Kieran. Oh, now that would have been a fun That's time. Funny. That would have been a fun time. But I wouldn't do that to you around the holidays. <laughs> oh boy, I like okay. grown-ups. All right, so the brewing rivalry, the brewing one-sided it's the rivalry. the best rivalry in amateur Yeah, the one-sided rivalry between uh, Adam Hitchcock from uh, the circuit. So what's your response, Artie? I what, think what, he did. He kind of just What's a direct off. question? How dare, dare you? How dare you? Andrew Corns just responds with a picture of his Cimarron DVD. So we know uh, he has a it. A proud owner uh, of the worst best picture winner of all time. So and now the response to that is? Oh, there was a response. You're right, Artie. There was a response. And it's very oh. intriguing. Oh. Eno Arif, who is a good responder to some of our questions, responds to Corns. It's better than at least 10 other Oscar winners for Best Picture, including oh, Oliver with an exclamation point, <laughs> which I disagree with. Kramer versus Kramer. Wow. Every winner from 1995 to 1998. <laughs> If you do your math, that is Braveheart, that is Titanic, that's The English Patient. Gladiator. That's, no, no, Gladiator's oh, no. 2000. Claire's so 2000. Uh, not, Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love would be in there, yeah. And every 2020 to 2022 winner. So that would be Nomadland, uh, uh, Coda, and Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah, I, I disagree with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wild thing. <laughs> that is wild. Wow. What a Kramer versus Kramer. I haven't even seen. I'm telling you, Holy I like it better shit. than Cimarron. I mean, I think I'm saying no to every one of those. It's Cimarron over Kramer versus Kramer is a take. That's, that's a why take I wanted there. to that's... bring up this this response. Wow. This is wild. That's a that's a hop on the Did horse you see and the head gift? to the Wild West. Did yeah. you wow. see the gift that Corn sent in response? It's All right. fucking perfect. Please describe it over the so audio. It's... it's the Mr. Lundberg. Is I got that right? It's his name. Lumberg. Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. Lumberg. Uh, ooh, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with that. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> uh, and, you know, Riff fires back at him. Office Space was better than the shit Oscar winners I just mentioned. Wow. So, and I think Corns agreed with uh, her on that. So, <laughs> I mean, she's going to end up on Revisionist Almanac. I mean, this is what they want, just bashing the Oscars. Corns said, I knew it wouldn't take us long to find common ground. Uh, laughy face handshake emoji. 
So there you go. You never I know what sort of sub convos wow. are going to go on. Right? Yeah, so I, I saw that comment and I was like, ooh, Kramer. Office Space is not better than Oliver, uh, Andrew. I'm sorry. Hate to take you down a peg there. Cimarron is also not better than Oliver, so we'll just we'll just go there with that. But Oliver always seems to come up Oliver's at some at point every, as the yeah. as the bottom one on the list. People do bring that up yeah. always. And Artie, it was your lowest ranked one, I think, in the season that we covered it. It was your 15. So there's pe- people. Well, it's rough. <laughs> it aggravates some people. What can I say? I don't know. I just hard, agree with them. Hard to watch. The GMOT podcast writes: If you were creating a tier list of westerns, where does Cimarron land? I, what do you want to do? The tiers one to five, or you know, yeah, the yeah. Scooby Doo question was the lowest five. Uh, I, I mean, as far as westerns go, I mean, you can go a lot of better places for than yeah. this. I mean, it's the a, only it's at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, the only place it's going to be relevant is is where it's early, very early on, very early on sound. I don't know what is the. It's the first western best picture. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. what's hanging its hat on. It's low. Yeah, it sucks. It's low. It has very, it has very little to offer. That segues into uh, Mike from Cinemus, uh, Mikey, who writes, "What might a Western lover enjoy about this one?" Asking for a friend, which is, I, I like that question. The land the rush scene, scope, the land rush scene, the land rush scene, the love, and the yeah. set design, the scope, and, the, and the, the and the time in which it's made, like be getting there early, yeah. being one and of the, the first start- ones with sound, and, and that to, to go there. Yeah, and it's it's also about the kind of the decline of the west of the wild west mm-hmm. where it's it starts in the late 1800s and it goes all the way to the 20s so you kind of see the taming of the wild west yeah and like a history buff or a history lover who also yeah. likes westerns and that like venn diagram crossover they might be interested in how the history is being told in 1930. Yeah, yeah. So that that could be but a spot. It, it, We're stretching here. Again, and, very little. And Mike is a Mike is a lover of westerns, and he's seen yeah. a lot of great westerns more than I have. And you don't, I, I don't think he would love this one. You don't watch this movie thinking you're gonna, you're going to watch a great western or a western. Really, I barely think of it as a western. It barely, yeah. it barely feels like a western. Yeah, it is. It is. A it's a western. I know it, it is. is. It, barely, it barely feels like yeah. it, but it is. Yeah, a lot not, of it takes place inside of like a an upper right. scale. Not, house. not arguing or that it is. 1929 New York. Yeah, I'm not feeling western after this and there was one response to mike's question there and it was from uh, mix at i love 80s and he writes there's one really cool land rush scene and sadly that's about it for this one so yeah there you that's go. fair that's a, i mean not incorrect one. yeah all right and one last twitter comment here this is the best one <laughs> this is the best one or this is the one i like the most that i saw and this is from uh, the great fritz and the oscars or he's the marriage of fritz braun these days but he's at fritz and oscars and he writes is this the worst best actor nominee of all time? Ooh. And man, Fritz. Yes. 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 I mean, it, yes. it, I, I really do, yes. you know, I, I, I know, I'm sure I probably sat, should have sat down before this and looked at the list of all of them, done it, but one day I want to, I want to find one worse than this because I'm sure there's one out there that's, that's real, it's, real bad. How is it worse? It's, I think out of the ones we covered, it's it's a slam dunk is the worst. Yeah, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. The answer is yes. Yeah, I yes. mean, and not not only is it bad in the performance, but it's also it's also bad in the writing. Just everything. Right. No, yeah, every, yeah. There's nothing going for it. Yeah, but it's all bad. Yeah. It's all <laughs> the characters. The characters yeah, were all bad. Yeah. Yes. Great question. Answers yes. All right. So I, all I think we've exhausted yeah. the Twitter questions. It's time to head to the elusive nitpick zone. 
All right, the nitpick zone. As we mentioned before, this is we've been one foot in, one foot out with this whole thing this time. Uh, would anyone like to start? Yeah, I have one. Oh, Artie's got the clipboard out. He's ready Just, to go. This yeah. is like my main one. That's pretty much it. I've discussed them all. They force Mr. Levy to get drunk by feeding him like a three poorly poured shots down his mouth, and then he's wasted. Yeah, I don't know about that. I found that scene pretty awkward and uncomfortable, and it's like alcohol rape. Not really, not really well. It was just messy, especially yeah. like the pseudo crucifixion that yeah. happened. Yeah, that yeah. Were they trying to do some imagery there? No, very it's... Jesus. I've, I got Jesus vibes the whole movie. It was very. That was just a very messy scene. I like. Yeah. I, I wasn't even sure if he was supposed to be acting drunk at that point. I was very confused. Right. He, there was he like was there was acting drunk. I think. Yeah, but I wasn't sure. Like it was, was not like metal to it. Just like shaking up. Well, yeah. I had a lead into that too. Was when he lassoes him. He yeah. kind of stands there and catches the lasso with his body. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> can we yeah. try to like evade a little bit here? Like, what, <laughs> like what take was that where this guy just couldn't get it? Yeah, <laughs> it just... yeah this was not like a, a like a high end rodeo cowboy no. either. He kind of just threw a giant loop of rope out there. It's <laughs> like a so, hula hoop. Yeah. Why didn't Yancey just get another piece of land after duped by Dixie? He was just like, up. Oh, that's the one spot I wanted. I run, run fifty feet to the right. right. And yeah. grab, put your flag right. Just go down to the there. next spot just over. Go, go right and next also door. to your point of him not being like he. Like loosely moral, he, he's like, well, if he was a man, I could have shot him. Right? Like, oh, you would have just killed someone and taken their land, but they were a woman, so you didn't. Right? Yeah. Just go to, land, piece land of shit, Yancey. go to the next land rush, Yancey. Go to the. I want a land rush. Go to the other side of the tree, Yance. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I I have one about uh, Yancey Yancey shooting. So Yancey shoots from the hip, which is notoriously difficult to do, especially when it comes to accuracy. Mm. And now I understand you want to be a quick draw when you're up against the toughs, right? That your lawns and your kids, whatever. But when you're shooting a horse to put it out of its misery, <laughs> why? Why are you shooting at from the hip? You should be like staring down the sights yeah. to make sure you have a true shot to to end this horse's life quickly and painlessly. Grant, that's one of my favorite nitpicks in a very long time. That's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Fucking so good. That's that's just. Do you have any, Joey? Yeah. Um, uh, just, just if I just want to just throw like one other, like another one, kind of generic one on top of that stuff. That the bullets flying into crowds here and just affecting the people in the foreground is yeah. a little absurd in this movie. Like, there's one where he nicks him in the ear, and this is blatantly people's faces behind his head. That one of those heads would have just exploded, or oh, it would have, it would have landed in somebody's yeah. skull. Yeah. yeah. Oh, even yeah. even more so, where he she, he's like, oh, sweet sugar, it's no big deal. She's like, a bullet within an inch of your your head, that's no big deal. Like, the, the Lou Lon, oh, he Giannis, yeah. shot. His hat uh, off. His <laughs> hat off. That is, okay. We are, from the hip. Yeah. We we are yeah. talking about blowing someone's head off, and he's like, "Oh, he knew where that bullet was going." <laughs> now let's go get some supper, lady. It's like <laughs> this is the most ridiculous line of dialogue. So I got a question. Life doesn't go this way. I have a question about that. Like so, I, so I double featured this with. The good, the bad, and the ugly on the big screen. Like I saw a good, the bad, and the ugly in a movie theater, yeah. and then went home and watched Cimarron at my house. So that's a downgrade. Yeah, it's quite the wow. quite the combo there. That's like drinking antifreeze and then a, a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> at least the fine wine came first. Yeah. Uh, so in the good, the bad, and the ugly, there's a lot of shooting of hats off. Yeah. You know, in the scene where, where he's got uh, Tuco on the rope and shoots roof, then he shoots the hats off. Now, do you guys think that that's just a cinematic thing, or were people in the West? 
actually doing that? Because it seems like there's like a, a fine line between knocking guy's hat off and blowing his head off. I, I would I, think it's a cinematic I, thing because it looks cool and yeah. I'm sure it's happened once or twice, but I think it's more for the movies. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's yeah. probably a legend of a couple of people who were able to actually yeah. do yeah. that. That's and probably they just it. developed like that a into common and, tactic. And, right. But like, guns, what the fuck's the point of that? Why would you shoot someone's hat off? Bullying them, I guess. Yeah. So they get sunburnt. Like, gun, guns back then were very inaccurate. Yeah. They were just not as accurate as they are today, yes. obviously. So, like, especially shooting a hip. pellet. Yeah. Especially from shooting the hip. a pellet. It's not even shaped like a bullet, it's like a pellet. No, I think there were, there were bullets at that point. In the 1800s, yeah, in the late bullets. 1800s, there were Right, bullets. but they weren't like... It wasn't, it wasn't like a musket. We don't have like the Industrial Revolution where they're all shaped it perfectly oh, no, like, no, aerodynamically. No, sure. yeah. There's no. aerodynamic difference. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's like shooting a pellet, like yeah. a little piece of met, so, a metal at someone. The idea of like the idea of Yancey shooting off the guy's... Like the top of his ear... Like to be that accurate is is not no that's, no. that's and the not guy possible. being okay with it. It's like yeah okay it's just a little bit of my ear. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what <know>. you <laughs> just shot? I shot your hat. You shot my yeah. part of my body. Yeah, that's not fair. I would have <laughs> shot the guy back and been like fuck you, dickhead. Yeah. I mean, oh fuck you. Oh, fuck me. Fuck you. I mean, speaking of people getting shot, Yancey gets shot in the arm and is just like, oh, oh well, and just completely no self. Could have been worse. Yeah. And I kind of like that he got shot, though. But, like, it went, I wanted it, him to hurt. But the thing goes, it went, like, when you look at his shirt afterwards, it's, it's not like a bullet graze. Like, it goes in. It goes out like it would have shattered. Sure. It would have shattered his his bone. I have a line in the movie that I love that gets overlooked. Tracy Wyatt uh, sees I don't know who helping a child in the mud. Dixie. It's Dixie. It is. Yeah. Right? She goes up to the ch- and she goes, "Why, you vicious hussy! <laughs> You're not fit to touch a child." That's a great line. What's I the was that a nitpick? What's the nitpick? No. Where the nipic No, he just reacted. <laughs> 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 is a little bit of a wild west I'm, in itself. Throw my I'm, quote in there. I knew that Artie would react to the term hussy. Yeah. Yeah. likes that stuff. This one, this one's about something at the end. So Sabra is still reading the newspaper, and she's a member of Congress. Is that legal? Nowadays, I mean, nowadays, I mean, I don't know, but like, I mean, in their courtrooms, they're not using any facts; they're just using opinions of people and such. Like, (laughs) objection, overruled. Was was any of the testimony in that court where there was any of it actual evidence or anything that went on? It's just conjecture. The crime. It's. It was. (laughs) What was she being charged with? I don't know. So yeah, no, Grant. I don't think that that's legal. But in this world, I don't know that anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have one that kind of is similar that goes on to that. This dick, Yancey here. Like, she, she out of courtesy for him, while he's gone for five years, leaves his name as the editor on this thing just to kind of commemorate him or just it out of his honor, like do this, that. Or even like her coworkers are like, hey, you know, we're going to leave that name up there. It's been five years. We haven't heard. He doesn't write. Okay, he doesn't write. But like, he didn't write for the newspaper either. So let's get him the fuck out of here. Um, no, we're going to keep one. He comes back and he's like, well, as long as my name's on this newspaper, I'm gonna write whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Like, all right, Dick, dude. Yeah. Like, we kept you kept you on. Like, you should have been gone here for a while. You've been on payroll here for a little bit, buddy. Yeah, he's, he's the worst character we've covered. <laughs> <laughs> the guy sucks. He sucks at every level. He sucks at his best level and at his worst yeah. level. He sucks. 
all yeah, around. He's so, a he's uh, a piece of garbage. Yeah, I have a genuine question here. Yeah, the grandson is named Yancey the second, but the son is Cimarron, so it skips a generation there with with the name. Is that a common practice? Like, I'm Arthur be... William Beckman the second. It skips a generation. It, it can. Oh, it does. I'm it Arthur. Will- as, I'm as not well. Junior. As I'm well. the second. Yeah. Oh wow. So you are the second. I am the second. Oh, yeah. very as cool. Long there we as go. We even have someone in the room to test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As yeah. long as you have the same. I didn't even think about that. As long as you have the same middle name. Oh. I'm yeah, Arthur William yeah. Beckman the second. I'm not named after my father. I'm named after my grandfather. Gotcha. Yes. I was you confused know. by that too. So I'm the second in the family, but I'm not junior. So, so that is go in order. Dad. That's the oh. difference between the second and junior. Yes. When someone is the second. Yes. Someone is junior. Oh, yes. very cool. Okay. There we go. Cimarron taught us something. <laughs> now, great, I, great nitpick, by the I way. Would, Who even thought of that? It's fucking I genius. I was trying to find something to entertain me while this movie was going on. <laughs> I know. It's, so, it's a hard rewatch. I would have been the third. If uh, my dad is technically a junior, he doesn't use the junior term, but yeah. I would have been the third. If I was named after my, uh, my dad and my grandfather, oh. I would have been the third. That was also me. My, my, grand, my dad's dad wanted me to be Larry. Lawrence. And my mom's like, fuck no. <laughs> you do, and you you're not a Larry. Th- you would have been the third? I would have been the third, oh, yeah. Wow. Lawrence Edward Zepernick the third. That's a good name. Led Z. Lawrence Edward Zepernick the third. Led Z. My dad growing up was in a band named uh, Led, Led Zepernick. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. I mean, that writes itself. Yeah. So if, if the listeners that aren't Grand Z fans, can they taunt you like uh, Chipper Jones, Met fans taunt Chipper Jones by chanting Larry at yeah, you while you're knock podcasting? Knock yourself out, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I don't have Larry. We, like Zeta just starts texting Grant everything he says. <laughs> Larry. But I, I have it's not that's just, yeah. it's, it's like a direction to pick. It's, something, it's treating the audience like idiots. Yancey kills Jan, then he carves the notch into his gun, which is a thing people did. But then he has to count them because that we're too stupid so to count. Yeah. No, that, that's poor screenwriting. That's letting us know yeah. that yeah. he's counting how that's many people he killed. Yeah. I hate when they don't trust the audience and now just like putting it in their face that they think well, you're dumb. Well, that's the biggest thing this movie does. Oh, it pissed me it off. It just explains everything to that's you. Seen, mansplains. The kid shows up in the movie yeah. by holding up uh, Yancey and his family. Give me everything in your wallet. Give me this. And then they just do like a... Oh, hey, bro. What's up, bro? Yeah. Well, what's going on? How you doing? Oh, sorry about that old hold-up thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was going to, you know, you know, shoot you and your family, but we go way back, so I'll, we'll just forget about that. How you doing? I'll stay at Osage, uh, but, but I probably will still go later, and we'll figure this out later. Isn't the cutting room floor a thing a thing? Like I, I um, just thought it was a hilarious thing. It seemed, like, <laughs> it seemed like a, a, an exchange you'd see in the scary movie, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not in a Best Picture winner, so... I did. I I didn't. I didn't mind that that scene actually. I mean, I it's you know it's not good, but it's not I, minding. I, I, <laughs> yeah, not saying a lot. Yeah, you, I'm 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 learning. I mean, I'm like five episodes in a row of my scene of the movie also showing up in the nitpick zone. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm learning that I I think I like. I like the Nipic Zone. These and these aren't complaints. These are compliments. We should the whole uh, episode's the Nipic Zone. I, I, really. that, the deep no, dive I, is a Nipic Zone. I just had a line. I don't even know if I'm nitpicking it or I'm questioning if it makes sense. But I just kind of loved this line and was just like, "What?" The guy goes, "Only had three killings so far, but we'll have to start a jail soon, I guess." <laughs> no, it, no. When, it, I know it, it's a new town, yeah. but it's just like. It's just insane. It's just an insane line. Oh no! Was that was that what that was, or was that 
What's he talking about a graveyard? No, he's talking about the jail. No, he was talking no, because no. I was after, because I was after a long. We'll, we'll have to start talking about making money, soon. making money on putting people in jail. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, or, or maybe, maybe they can only about, hold. Maybe so we're talking about a different scene. It says a full jail soon, I guess. Oh, okay. Any other nitpicks? Anyone else got anything? Joe's no, we talked it. about the movie. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Joe. Uh, I got to throw it out there. I mean, block of watermelons over there, Isaiah. Oh, oh boy. I was, uh, I was hoping we wouldn't talk just, about that again. Cringe, cringe o oh, But that man. is... That's a, oh. sadly, it's a sign of the time where, like, oh. that was... Oh. That makes you feel bad. It Poor just makes, you feel, makes you feel yeah. gross. Yeah. Okay, MVP, the most valuable player of this wonderful, wonderful film here. Uh, Joey, I guess I'd say it seems like you like this one the most. I feel like when it comes down to Probably. ranking day, you'll have it the highest. It just feels that way. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Irene Dunn Sabra. I, listen... I think a lot, it wasn't great. I think it started off super weak, but I think of the actors, I think she did a really good job. And I think that the she overcame the script issues where a lot of people just let the script issues destroy them. So, Irene Dunn. And she's the only character that had an actual arc. It's a good pack. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Grant, who you got? Uh, my MVP is, a, uh, is the set design. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Great. Probably the correct answer. Yeah, that's I, right I think answer. I think this mo- I think that's what sets this movie apart. That's the only reason this movie won an Oscar. I think um, probably. Yeah, I I just think that this that's what that's the one thing that's notable about this movie. Grant, I'm gonna piggyback. Uh, Grant, I'm gonna piggyback that uh, I had um, as my MVP Max Ray, who was the head of the art department. And the set design. He also the costumes in it. The costumes are actually really good in this too. Like they, they made yeah. the, they made it look like the times. Yeah. And um, you know that visual stuff worked for me. So yeah, same same deal. That was my that was my MVP. Yeah. My MVP is Tracy Wyatt. Okay. I thought she was the best performance in the movie. Edna's. Really swung for the fences and hit it out of the park. Stole every scene she was in. Yeah, it seems like that consensus was that that was the best performance across the table, or at least uh, in 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 line with it. So yeah. Um, very good there. All right. It's LVP time, but Joey R is here, which means we have to take a little break. We have to take a little sidebar. We have to blow a whistle here because starting season five, we have established what is known as the list of Joey R or Grant. The Joey Co. list. The Joey Co. list. Yes, yes. In honor of uh, the legendary Chris Jericho. My favorite. Who has... Uh, the list of Jericho. We have the list of Joey R or the list of Joey Co. As Grant puts it. Yep. Uh, and these are fictional characters throughout uh, the movies we've covered, who are on Joey's uh, short list of. Uh, you're on your, they're on your list. Yeah, no I've been told I'm not allowed to put real people on. No, no, no. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're not going to cross that line there. But yeah, one these, day. These are people that Joey is uh, fictional people who Joey's had enough of. Until further notice, they are. They're, they're on, on the list. Yeah, they're on, they're the, on list. the fucking list. They're on the list. Okay. And now we do this right before the LVP segment because Joey has been known as the uh, the master of the LVP here. So we want to know if if the LVP was so offensive that they made the list. So I have the active list right here from last time we first did this on our All About Eve episode. So every time Joey's here, we will continue it. So I'm going to start on the list and just let you know things may have changed. It's the 
you know, it's the week of Thanksgiving. They haven't changed. Well, you never you know. know. It's the week of Thanksgiving. Christmas season's coming up. He Joey might, doesn't change. He might feel in good spirits here. If it's, anything, you know, Joey hates them more. It's not true. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Okay. And uh, I think this first gentleman here, because this is a, a movie that um, part of the movie occurs at Christmas time. And uh, he's a gentleman who uh, knows a good Christmas jig. And I oh. feel like uh, Joey's going to be in good spirits. He's going to take him off the list here. So the first one is Ellison. Joey's Ellison. Is he coming off the list? Ellison will never come off the list unless it's by noose. <sighs> Ellison's Joey. staying on the list here. Always. Poor Ellison. Even though he gets hung at the end of the movie. It's yeah, we didn't get to see it. Spoiler alerts. No. Oh, you wanted to see it. Okay. I wanted to see it. Well, Ellison stays on the list despite them... Celebrating Christmas on, on TV. Ellison is the cause Joey, of the list. Joey, you whispering, I wanted to see about someone being hung. is not, you know, <laughs> I didn't whisper. It's not like, it's I don't disturbing. know about this. I feel like we, we, we. Artie, if you listen to the podcast, I feel like we've, I've said that before. I, I'm on, I know, but I'm, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we've, we've talked about a lot of things on an edge today and now you just might've crossed the line there. That might've been it. That's fine. All right. Next we have, um, from the wonderful, Hitchcock movie, Rebecca. Mm. And uh, this gentleman is plotting his, uh, his, his plan here while he's eating chicken wings. Uh, the food sins. Keep yeah. him on Favel. the list. My guy, Favel, his food sins can never take him off the list. And even George Sanders' performance in All About Eve didn't, didn't take him off the list. It came close, but he can't. So Favel, Favel stays on the list. Favel's okay. on the list. Favel's on the list. All right, next we have a uh, lovely gentleman here who makes things from... <sighs> He's a he's a he's a, a, a great guy. Makes he's poor just, decisions. Yes, and he's from. Uh, you can't take it with you. He's Poppins. He makes masks. He makes bunny rabbits and such. Really pleasant guy, right, Grant? He's a pleasant guy. I I like him. Yeah, is yeah. Poppins? He's coming off the list, right? You can't take him off the list. You can't take it with <laughs> you, and you can't take Poppins off the list. Poppins, Poppins stays on the list. No, Poppins, double basement. Even though Mike from Cinemas loves Poppins, he's got to stay on the list. <laughs> I still sometimes see Mike's face. The broken-hearted face. It was like the Simpsons episode where you could pause where you see Ralph's heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that in Mike. <laughs> you saw that over Zoom with and Mike. I have flashbacks it. to it, and I love Mike so much. But yeah, no, Poppins is on the goddamn list. Poppins stays on the list. Okay, now, all right, this guy's got to be coming off the list. All right, he's um, it's Tom Hanks in a fat suit, and he's got an accent. It's a Dutchish. Type of accent. It's something. Yeah. yeah. Ish. The Colonel. The Colonel couldn't possibly stay on the list at this point. He's on the list. <laughs> yeah, he's wide. He's wide. <laughs> wow. Okay. The Colonel stays. Colonel's on the list again. Okay. Uh, from from the lovely sound of music, one of the uh, one of the greatest movies ever made. Personally, a near perfect movie. Already, you would agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait till the rankings. No. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the 45 revisited rankings you're discussing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's a little okay. tease there. Little One tease. of the greatest movies ever made. Um, so there's surely nothing wrong with it. But Joey, I want to make sure that no one from The Sound of Music is on the list. <sighs> Rolf. Rolf is on the list. Rolf's on the list. I feel like Hitler Youth is a pretty easy target. 
Yeah. He is wearing a Nazi uniform during portions. He's of a Nazi. Yes. He's yeah. a yeah, fuck tr- him. Tr- yeah, trying to date a 16-year-old while joining the Nazis. Uh, he's on the list. That was my next point. There's several Nazis in the movie. Why him? But right. yeah, this, he does oh, sing a was, song. She was 16 going on 17, so. Okay. <laughs> Grant. <laughs> Grant, be careful here. I mean, if you're in person, you could make hey, a list. I didn't write the song. That's fair. You're defending it. All right, since we're sticking with uh, German-sounding names here, uh, from The Greatest Show on Earth, uh, I think this gentleman getting hit by a train is enough. He doesn't need to be on the list, right? Klaus. Klaus destroyed the Fablemans because he sucks so much and needs to be on the list. He's not coming off the list. Okay, Klaus is on the list. Man, these people are, are locked into the list here today. I thought we would at least lose two of them. You, 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 but you only... thought. You thought. There's only one you know. left. Oh. Uh, but there's one I want to check in on with you again. But the one left here is, um, uh, listen, he works at a summer camp. Um, he's uh, got a big old, big old stew pot. And uh, he is uh, Artie the Diddling Chef from, from Sleepaway Camp. Pedophile's an easy way to get on the list and stay on the list. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard to argue with Nazis and pedophiles. His name's Artie. His name is Artie, Artie the yep. pedophile. He's Artie, Artie the pedophile. He's black, isn't he? No, he's no, white. No, he's white. He white? Okay. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, and I just wanted to check in again um, because you've had a you've had another episode here with the circuit, or the streaming circuit. Streaming circuit. Yeah, the streaming circuit at the circuit first. Adam Hitchcock. It was already called Artie out before. That was wonderful. Yeah. Great. Um, great. The committee, the committee here, they picked these tournaments, hit these breaks. You, you seen, you said you were at peace with them. You didn't put them on the list last time, but I have to check in this month. Is the committee going on the list? Yeah, you know, I was really nice to the committee. Air quotes. You were last on the time. Uh, on the horror episode. Yeah, the whole I, I was nice. Bracket. But ultimately, the committee air quotes is on the list. They're on the it's list. It's on the list. All Words of audition. All of them. <laughs> Anyone? Hornswoggle in, too. All, all seven times Hornswoggle's been on it. Yeah. What? Wow. Every time. The committee's on the list. Okay, yeah, here we but go. you have to put air quotes around it. The committee in air quotes. Yeah, the committee's on the goddamn list. Yeah, and that and that includes Adam Adam Hitchcock. He's in the he's part. He's of the on everyone. He's, yeah, he's on the list. I love Adam. We I love the streaming circuit. But the committee's. He knows how I feel about the committee. Wow, we found a way to get a, a an actual person on the. Uh, I I love how confused Artie is by all yeah, of this. It's fine. You it's guys fine. may as well be speaking Arabic. It's amazing. Yeah, that's that's okay. All right, so um, this now leads directly into your LVP for the movie, Joey. You let us know who your LVP is, and you let us know if he made the list. My LVP is Donna. The Whoa. daughter. Whoa. Curveball. The, the daughter? Donna. Not Esteban Miro? The racist daughter. Okay. That I yes. hated the racist yes. daughter who just yeah. married the, an old I'm white guy. I'm going to marry the oldest, richest yeah. guy in town. She did it. Um, but she did not make the list. She didn't make the list. Okay. But She's, did anyone else from the movie make the list? Yancey made the list. Yancey's on the list. Yeah, he's Yancey is making the list. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yancey's on the list. Yancey, uh, and can, let's get a confirmation on the last name here. Cravat. Cravat. Is that with a K? C-R-A-V-A-T. Didn't you watch it with... C-R-A-V-A-T. Did you watch it here? T. And spelling doesn't necessarily translate. Yancey Cravat 
is on the list. Yeah, he's on the list. That's my LVP. Even though he was a lawyer and a bounty hunter and a preacher and a he was a tryhard and a was he an Undertaker at one point in this movie? He might have been. He tried to take Louis, okay. but then Louis then Louis married his daughter as the ultimate revenge. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the list of Joey R. Uh, we won't open this again unless you know one of the one of us here. Steps out of bounds, and Joey has to put us on the list. But that's it. That's the list of Joey R. Thank you, Joey, very much. Artie, you're going to go up next uh, with LVP. Yancey. Wow, the main guy. He's the, the worst squeeze. character he's... ever. He's on the screen so much, and he sucks the whole time he's on screen. He sucks. I hate him. He's <laughs> uh, terrible. It's really he's a hard terrible to, character. It's yeah. really hard to argue with that. <laughs> he's a, ter- I, he's I, a terrible <laughs> character. I know it's a stupid argument, but no, like yeah, argue with it. It's hard like, to argue against me. it. I... He sucks. Agree wholeheartedly with Artie. Wow. <laughs> He's my MVP. I'll be, I'll be also. It's amazing. Kieran? I, I'm conflicted here because I have an LVB, but I'm thinking I might have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's, write down. Kieran, it's hard so, to argue Kieran doesn't it. write. Kieran doesn't write down his MVP, LVP. He I doesn't do. write any of this down. He figures it out as he goes. No, yeah. I, I have one going in, but I don't write it down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my LVP, but but one making the list and the other two going up LVP, it wouldn't quite be uh, unanimous, but it would be pretty close. Uh, no, my LVP is uh, the presentation of the Isaiah character. Yeah. Is, to me, is e- just yeah, nuts e- and bones. It's, someone had to say it. It just, I mean, it it, it, it makes you, while you watch this movie, go, oh, you yeah. know, and not and not in, in, a, in any sort of charming or artistic way like you might see uh, the Zankhevan uh, you know, like you could, you know, that you know, it's, just, it's a get yourself out there. You no, no, even... no, no, it's, a, it's a derailing mm-hmm. moment, just like the thank heaven. Yeah. The, the, the thank heaven song is a derailing moment. For yes. the that could easily be someone's LVP, too. But at least, you know, there's a, a you know, the, I don't know. I, this isn't the Gigi episode. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Right. It's, it's, pre- it's, it's not the Gigi episode. You listen to our Gigi It's a bad episode. idea, but it's presented it's in a well that fits with the world. Yes. Within that character. Yes. This is just. Uh, this doesn't work. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's just <laughs> it's it's, it is racist. It's racist. So racist. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's beyond it's, dated. It's, it has low hanging fruit. It's atrocious. Low hanging yeah. fruit. It, it, it's, LVP. It's, it's atrocious. It's sickening. And it's, it's a low hanging fruit. LVP. It's it's a stand up in your sheet and go whoa. What yes. is yeah? It's it's bad. Yeah. So yeah. So to me, that's just an easy LVP. But I mean, this movie has has some LVPs. It has some some categories. It's a lot of categories. It's a whole movie of LVPs. You're great, and I picked the lead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and you rightfully picked the lead. Sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah, the character sucks. The acting sucks. It's I just think, like oh, everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we go now to participation award. We throw a little love to someone else along the line here. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, Joe. Uh, so sooner as an insult. You know, so it's the name of the cop, you know, Oklahoma Sooners. And in when they first get into town, somebody calls each one of them calls the other one a Sooner, and then they go into the uh, lawyer's office to like fill out the paperwork. I didn't know what that means. Sooners were people who, when they were doing these land rushes, would go hide out and like wait. So when they heard the gun, they would just go stake out like the best land. So it became like a big like fight. People got killed over it. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, I, see, I, I never knew that either. I know I just know them as that's the the, the mascot name for for Oklahoma. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I learned that I heard it as an insult. I was like, why would they? I was that the college team name. So I ended up doing a lot of research on it. So that's my award. Those damn Sooners. Yeah. Hiding in the alleyways. Taught me something. Right. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, Edna May Oliver as Tracy Wyatt. Uh, it's a great character. Um, she 
breathes life into this movie that desperately needed it. Great. Marty. Mine's Ruby Big Elk. Okay. Ruby Big Elk as an adult, as a kid, as a, just the character. As a, yep. Just the character. All, all yeah, I like that. Yeah. A little bit of a of a, a caricature of a Native American there at the end. You'd given her speech. That was actually yeah. Feel great. That that reminded me. There was a point that I wanted to make. I completely forgot about. They talk about this movie. Is talks about like the rights of of indigenous people. There's such little representation of indigenous people in this movie. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, and the and the the, the most like head scratching part is is that like. The movie ends with it's like we've figured all this out. It's yeah, all good right. now. It's like no, nah, it's 1930. I don't think uh, there's <laughs> there there 100 are, years are gonna go by and you're are, still not gonna figure it out. There so, are like, two indigenous characters. There's Ruby, and then there's that guy that doesn't say anything that gives yeah. Cimarron or at gives him like the fe- like the the feathers the feather. So well, the, then there's a guy at the end who gives a handshake. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, two and a half because that right. guy's the, yeah. So and, like, and they're a major it's Ruby Elk stand. And then yeah. they just get Elk. insulted in the church. And historically, they're a major part of the story. Like, yeah, they are the story. Yeah. <laughs> this story sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's not uh, well. No, I don't. Here's my I, point. No, I don't. No, I, no. I think there will be a please time l- where you dial that back when you see a, a, a yeah. recent Martin Scorsese. Please, but okay. please hold the pack. Please yeah. let me elaborate though. But my point is. This story, the way it was told the way in they choose this to tell movie, it. oh yeah, yes. is very, very poorly done. That is yes. correct. There the is a good story it. here, I'm sure. I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about the movie we're talking the about. The portrayal of the it. story yeah. sucks. The way yeah. they choose to tell it is yeah, it's is so as, bad. It's, as it's the worst you know as it could be. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to change my LVP to the underrepresentation of indigenous people in this movie. Really, it, it's, it's appropriate. It's a it's a movie that's like about, about this. <laughs> it's about this at the core, and they and they choose to not have that at all. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's, it's true. In a lot of ways, oh. it's the same answer. Like, yeah. they're focusing on some dickhole over some here. white guy. Instead, of, instead of the people they should yeah. be focusing on. Or it's like, yeah. he's like, oh, he might, where, 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 the, where <laughs> Sopra's mom said he might be at, quote-unquote, half-breed. Uh, oh, talking oh, about him being like oh, half native. Yeah. Ooh, and he's he's a particularly bad American. one. He's a half breed and a bad one. You know? uh, <laughs> oh my God. The terminology in this is questionable at best. But you did like hussy. Well, that's a great Huss, term. Hussy stands, <laughs> stands the test of time. Yeah, she's a vicious hussy who can't touch a child. Oh my God. Uh, participation award for me. I mean, I love a good. I love a good character who's in the wrong movie. Uh, which is, <laughs> who seems like he walked off of the set of another movie and just hopped into this one. So the kid is it for me. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, you're what, on him. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. I don't know where it came from, but here yeah. he is, and and yeah, he's just just invades the second act. And sure, you know, I I, I like that. I like that trope in movies. So uh, the kid, perfect my participation award. I got my quote out there as absurd as it was. Do we have quotes that you want? I think Artie, you got yours out too. Uh, you might have. Was it was your hussy quote? I think your hussy quote was your quote. Right? I, I did not get my quote. Okay, Grant. What yes, do you have? the hussy. Yes, the yeah, hussy quote. Yeah. Grant, what do you have for quote? Uh, this is. Some, I think Joey alluded to this quote earlier. Uh, this is from when Saul is talking to uh, Sabra. Yeah, and he says. They will always talk about Yancey. He's going. He's going to be part of history of the great Southwest. It's men like him that build the world. The rest of them, like me, why we just come along and live in it, man. And I, I feel like at the spirit, like that's what this movie's trying to be about. Yeah, it's mm. just not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just. I think it's just a well-written line. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I struggled with lines in this pretty hard. Well, I think all three of us had it's a like, level of contempt yeah, to our lines. Like like I have one more I want to get. Yeah. Picture, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Picture a movie that's the exact opposite of All About Eve. Yeah. Where it's just like, like every every line in that movie is quotable. Yeah. This is the exact opposite. And the one I landed on Yancey after he defends Dixie Lee illegally, I'm sure, uh, he just says never is a long time about when um, Sabra says like she'll never forgive him. He's like, never is a long time. Because yeah. he just doesn't give a shit. He's going to do it and disappear and let you forgive him. Yeah. He's, he's an asshole. Fuck boy. Already had another one. You one other throw. line. There's a line where a guy gets shot right in the butt and he goes, I got pegged. <laughs> I lost it. I literally lost it. We'll hope that doesn't make Instagram, uh, but I'm sure Grant is going to find a way. Okay, scene in the movie. I think it's the land rush is really the only option. Yeah. That's what I had yeah. to. That's it. I... I, I I knew that was going to be picked, so I went something else. Um, and it's a very, it's very opposite of it. It's a very quiet scene of it's when Saul is talking to uh, Sabra before Yanti gets back from his uh, the Cherokee Strip before like you know, before he comes back from that. They just they just kind of talk about like life there, and yeah. it's just a very simple moment. It kind of gives you a little bit of oh, it shines a little bit of light on their day to day, which I feel like was necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I had a shout out to the to this little kid shootout. I, yeah, you know, I had a feeling I'd be the only one who would appreciate it. So that's <laughs> yeah. um, it. You know, you know, Yancey's death scene. As much as I think the setup to it is the most obnoxious thing in the entire world, the the physical tactics of the death scene aren't terrible. His old his old man makeup looks great. It actually does yeah. look pretty good. The makeup is great. The makeup is very good. The makeup is very good throughout. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Without question. Time machine recast. <laughs> Take anyone and force them into the DeLorean and push them into Get in the there. Get in there. You're yeah. going to be this guy. You damn dirty ape. I'll go. Fuck it. Um, I'm, I'm recasting. I'm getting uh, Richard Dix out of there. I'm putting in Pedro Pascal. Okay. As, as the Yan- lead. As Yancey. Yeah. Uh, maybe he adds a, lo- like a little bit of charm to it. Maybe he can add some, some dramatic chops that he's capable of. You know. Make him seem like a real human being instead of this this bullshit excuse of a person. Yeah. Did you guys do the same role? Did no. No. Did you do the same? Okay. Well, I did. So I guess I'll go next. Great. So I wanted to recast this role, and I wanted to recast it with a much better actor. But I also wanted to recast it with someone I still dislike. Like I, I don't want to like this role. I okay. kind of want to still dislike it. Yeah. And this is an actor I respect greatly, but he's he's an easy easy actor to dislike uh, in the right role. And I think this is the right role for him. So I, I got Sean Penn headed back <laughs> to 1931 to hop into this thing. And I, I feel like he can do that sanctimonious like eye roll, sure, but, but yeah. still be like, damn, that was pretty well executed. You know, I um, yeah. but I think the material will still make me dislike I him. And, and don't get me wrong. I love I love Dead Man Walking. I love Mystic River. I love like he's he's a great actor, but there is something about his face that you're just like, ah, and, he, and oh, and very this, punchable. Yeah, and this Yancey needs. It's got to have a punchable face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's perfect. Yeah, that works. So I guess yeah. Donna. Uh, so Judith Barrett is out. Um, I didn't like the character at all, but I wanted the. You know, I figured maybe someone who could actually act would make it a little bit interesting. Um, and I put in Ann Baxter. Okay, oh, and and we know that Ann Baxter, I think, is in the remake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is she really? Yeah, that's great. A word on the remake. I, I, I should I should have put this in the in the in the opening. I, I, can't <laughs> I did. I did not see it. Yeah. No. My relationship with this with this movie here. Um, I watched the wrong Simran. That's when amazing. I, saw this movie. I watched. Amazing. 
Oh, I, I DVR'd it. Yes, I pulled a Chris I mean, I 100% G. I 100% thought Artie was doing Chris that. Chris G. did that for Oliver. Uh, he yeah. watched the, watched, or we asked him to watch the, the, the David, David Lean Lee version. One. He watched like the watched the silent, one, silent yeah. film one. Yeah. But I DVR'd Cimarron 1960. off TCM 1960. Watched it on Thanksgiving night, believe it or not. And watching it, I'm like, you know, this is not that bad. Everyone says it's the worst one. And then like, Looks I'm great starting for the 30s. <laughs> the production values are a little strong here. It's also 25 minutes longer. Than is it really? One, so I sat through that. And I, I, it was Thanksgiving night, so I had a little bit of turkey coma going on, maybe some red wine in the mix. And I fell asleep in the last, like, 15, 20 minutes. And the way I guess the DVR works is it keeps resetting. And I was in enough of a sleep to stay asleep but enough to have the ridiculous theme song wake me up every single Cimarron, Cimarron. And I'm like, a, I would jar awake and then go back to bed and then two hours would go by and then it would happen again and then what happened. And I eventually woke up in the morning to this ridiculous Cimarron oh song. Oh my God. Just to, to figure out that I watched the wrong movie in the morning. Like I went to bed thinking I checked off one oh, off the box. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, absolutely that's horrible. Amazing. So I did text you guys and make sure you watched the right one. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, Artie, your uh, time to recast. Yeah. So I recast Lon Giannis. Okay. 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 With uh, Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love but that. But, like, he's fully into it. He's yeah. going for it. Have we had, He's trying like, to get a serious, dramatic oh career going. Did we get, like, a... Did we get a villainous Farley in any of his roles? He's no. kind of a... No, he, he's always been a lovable... He, yeah. Plays a bit of an adversary in Airheads. Yeah, but this guy's he's kind like a of a goofball. He's a cop, yeah, but he like but he's on their side. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad guy. A villainous Farley. That's in, amazing. In pretty great. I like that. Yeah, trying to get his trying to get his dramatic career going. I like it, Artie. I, I like, like that. It. Thanks, Thanks bye. Okay, cutting room floor. Take a little piece of this movie out. You have to just pick one, guys. Uh, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> There's a lot of options. Forty here. minutes out of the movie, but. Uh, uh, I mean, Joe. Yeah, I think take the whole courtroom. That's a that's a definite leading candidate, man. Yeah. Uh, oh. It is. I mean, I I'm. Should we come up with the worst courtroom scene? I know you're gonna say trial and error, Artie. That's your least favorite movie well, of I all mean, time. That movie like, is but like that's as that's as bad as a courtroom scene as I've ever seen. It's, it just, makes it no just sense. Makes no sense. And it's no. absurd. It adds nothing Objection. to the rest of the movie because Dixie now disappears after it. So like, there's it's no purpose to it. It's almost as if everyone it. involved making this movie had never. Seen a courtroom right. or anything like it before? No. Like it, maybe then, yeah. I think really bad. You could take out that entire stretch. I cut. Yeah, another, I cut another scene. Okay, what do you have, Artie? The church scene, the first sermon. That's I, mine. Yeah, that sucks yeah. so bad. It's I, such a waste of time. Specif- specifically, just, the song. I, I, I all cut, of it. Yeah, all of it to me. It's I just think, I thought the song was the best part of it, and I cut that too. But yeah. so I'm just saying, like that. That holds that's that stops the movie to a crawl. God, it doesn't really so add. It doesn't really it ruins add the movie. All it, it adds it is add. to the sanctimonious yep. character yeah. of Yancey. Oh, it, oh, it praises him. It's self-adulation. It's yeah. It it, it was painful. I have that right there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But but the courtroom is my runner-up. I think so the, we, yeah. both are right. Yeah. Yeah. And then this movie is like a swift one twenty. No. Re- <laughs> well, <laughs> well, but this it. it that, but realistically, I know you're joking a little bit there, but like realistically, that takes it under the two hour mark, well under the two hour oh, mark. Oh, yeah. It's probably it feels 140. like three hours. Certainly when you watch it twice. I was actually fine with that. This is the most laborious rewatch 
I have had. Oh. The second watch for me was fucking... It was like a mind fuck. It was a torture. Uh, it wasn't for I, me. I hated it. it wasn't for me, but it was top. It you was know, bottom three. You know, I was fine. I hated it. The, the, Tom Jones might that have was been my up worst. There. That was my Tom worst. Tom Jones might have been no, there. T- no, Tom the re- Jones. The Tom Jones rewatch was. I was. I was, I was getting phys- physically angry. Yeah, Chariots yeah, so Tom was the worst Jones for me. in that. Yeah. Well, Chariots I was on too. So all three of those, those are bad. My second rewatch. My my second watch of this actually was better. Because I watched mm. it with subtitles and I appreciated the movie more. Yeah. Okay, that makes which, sense. Which helped, which helped me out. Yeah. yeah. Did you? What was your gap in between watches? Uh, it was like a day. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. Well, they're, they're pretty. I mean, and mine was like eight hours. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I separated them by a couple yeah. days. No, well, that, I, that I, helps. Yeah. Mine was pretty. Mine was pretty close. Yeah. You know, notable, but. notable, rough, rough back-to-back rewatches for me. We mentioned Tom Jill. Chariots was was rough. Chariots was definitely rough. Around the World in 80 Days was, that's, was that's so pretty. Long. The only thing that saved it was is that I had the director's commentary on, so it was at least some, you know, some note-taking. Not yeah, that it was all yeah. that interesting, but there was some note-taking there, so that saved but it like, a bit. That's, yeah. The nice thing about Around the World in 80 Days is, like, once you watch it once, you're like, I got everything I need. You know, mm-hmm. And then you can kind of, like, focus on something else, so like yeah. the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, greatest Show on Earth was brutal. That's brutal. That's a brutal rewatch. Brutal. That was also a tough rewatch. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Chris's favorite movie. (laughs) I love talking about brutal rewatches. This is fun. I mean, this movie lends itself to it. I don't think a lot of people understand the uh, the the podcast task of watching a movie twice in a in a. So, Seventy-two to forty-eight yeah. hour period. Sometimes, sometimes it's great. It's sometimes it's, it's sometimes it is all great. about Eve was great. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, all yeah. about Eve was so enriching yeah. and yeah. wonderful. The second watch you know was great for that. French Connection, great. Yeah, you know <laughs> that was on that episode. I just watched. Second it twice. watch was better than the first watch. Yeah. Far. agreed. You know what I'm kind of excited for? To find out everyone's one to fives right now. It's I coming up, buddy. It's I, coming up. I, I think that's going to be an interesting segment. This on this movie. It is coming up, but first we have to do. The uh, the Oscars. We have to check out and reevaluate those Oscars. There, we're gonna pick one. We're gonna. I'm gonna tell you the seven Oscars it was nominated for. So many. Which is yeah, a lot. So we're gonna say if it just won one alongside Best Picture, and then if it won them all, except for one, what would it be? All right. So these is this is what it was up for. It only won a three. It won Best Picture. It won Adaptation, and it won Art Direction. Okay. And then it was also up for lead actor Richard Dix, lead actress Irene Dunn, director Wesley Ruggles, and best cinematography. So this can is, I choose this is to probably can I choose to just pull my brains out and <laughs> not will, vote? <laughs> this, will, this will probably be the hardest one to pick. Like it wins them all except for one. But let's go with the easier one first: picture and one other. Um, I have art direction. Does anyone have anything else? No, that's a no. Slam, Absolutely slam dunk. Because that's, a, that's slam the easiest dunk. one we've ever done. Move on. This is a very advanced art direction yep. win for this early. It's yep. unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's yep. the one saving grace. Yep. The yeah. Okay. All right. Now, okay, again, it's, it's adaptation, art and set direction, which we've already given it to, lead actor Richard Dix, lead actress, director, cinematography. So it wins for all of those except for one. Lead actor. <laughs> when I'd already go first, I figured he'd top one. Yeah, lead, lead, lead actor. actor. That's embarrassing. Though. Lead actor. Um, I, I, I'm going to agree. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think the fact that it won for 
adaptation is a screenplay. It's annoying. Yeah, screenplay. That's the next one. Of, cor- of course, it won. Screenplay is close. It, of course, second. it won because the the sorcery was so popular yeah, that right. it basically won for the sorcery being so popular. So right. that's why they gave it to it, and it's so early in that. It's award. It's, so, it's good to know that they were doing bullshit like that back then too. Right. <laughs> Didn't and just I, start. I, yeah. I I actually don't hate the cinematography in this movie. No, I think no, it's I actually fine. think it's, I there's some there's wait some till moments. the ones of the fives. There's some moments. Ooh, wait yeah. till the that scares me a little, Marty. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I I don't hate the cinematography no. this movie. I, I think I think it is. It is better than competent. Agreed. All right, so we're going one to fives now, and we're going to start with performances. Artie, you were, said you're super excited here for this one. <clears throat> performances, what do you have? Two. A two. They suck! <laughs> <laughs> but not a one. Uh, not the, a one. The, 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 not the, a the one. lovely ladies of Cimarron uh, redeem things. It's not incompetent. You know what I mean? Like, Broadway Melody is like, I don't know what I'm watching. I don't even know if I'm watching acting. Shit like that. Like, it's not a one, it's a two. Grant? Uh, I'm giving this a two as well. Uh, some really bad performances, some decent performances that kind of levels out to a two for me. Joe? I'm going to go a one. The performances wow. hurt. I, th- mm. I think they were the weakest part of this whole thing. They were mostly good. I struggled. Mm. One... Is the loneliest <laughs> number that you've it. ever known. This is a one in performance of me. I actually don't like any of the performances of this movie. To be completely honest, I, I you know I had to be nice to a couple of people just to make the podcast float here. I think this is a slam dunk one. Wow, I did not like any performances in this movie. This, I love when you're this. Um, I thought it was going to be ones across the board. I was actually surprised. I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, is I two think a crazy the, high number? Like, for it's, this. Two, two is low. I think seeing the kid's title card the second time was like, ah, I like that this guy's doing something different here. What did you think of the title cards, Artie? I cut you off before when Chris busted through the door like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like them, too. I thought they were great. Is The Sting the only other movie we've seen those yeah. in so far? Yeah. I it was it. fun. But it was awesome. It's different it. and fun. Yeah. Puts love names it. and faces together so yeah, you don't have to figure out yep. who's coming up. Loved it. Yeah. 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 It's like that new gif with uh, Brian Cox. He's like, oh, I love it. Oh, I <laughs> fucking love it. It's like that. That's how I feel. All right. So uh, a couple twos, a couple ones. We'll have Artie's excited for this one, so we'll let him go last. Joey, hot off your, your one here for uh, how it looks, how it's presented uh, to the viewer, cinematography and such. Honestly, the art design is so good. The cinematography is passable. I'm going four. Whoa! I think it looks fantastic. A hot four. Yeah. It it looks good. It does look kind of good. good. It does. It looks. I think. I'll say, like, for as bad as the content is, it really does look kind of good. I got, I, it looks better than I thought it did after you just said that sentence. I'll say that. The progression of each time makes sense in that five years, seven years, 20 years. Like, it all makes sense, and it looks really good, and it's really kept me most engaged more than anything else in this movie. Don't discount highly executed makeup, yeah. either, because we've ripped on makeup in, like, the 2000s. Torched it. And, you know, like, it. Uh, um... Uh, driving Miss Daisy. They you know, aged. Like, the best thing about Yancey was how he was aged. Yeah. Okay. All right. A four. I did not expect to hear uh, hear that today, but I like it. Grant. Well, Kieran, get ready for another four. Oh, I thought you were going to go five. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. I I think the set design was the set design's great. The this the scale of it was great, uh, especially when you consider what year this was made. This is. Mm-hmm. 
um, some really, really impressive. Uh, it's really some really impressive things happening here, especially when you figure in the factor in the makeup, the costuming, things like that. Yeah, it's a four. I have a three. I mean, th- th- that opening scene alone is an impressive enough visual yep. to 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 give it baseline at least. Ah, man, I, I hate to hit it up for this, and I'm gonna though. It's just that that transfer right now. It's just like it's so. It's just kind of a little hard to watch. It's hard to penalize a movie that it wasn't preserved properly, and that and that you know this the, the hissing sound and this and this and that. But they, yeah, you know, and it is of its time, and they you know there was a lot of limitations that it had with filming people out in that open space. But to me, that is still presented on screen in a certain way that hasn't aged properly. Um, but I think three is fair. I, I don't think this needs a four, and I, and I'm I'm overly generous in this category as it is. So uh, three, Artie. Four. Okay. Wow, three fours. It's shot Look at you well. guys. Look it's at you guys. Well. And yeah. at the time, it it's, super, well. it's super innovative. Wow, three fours in the middle ground for Simran. It love that. is well yeah. shot. I love getting well surprised here. It's I, hard to say it's not well shot. I came in it with my three nice. expecting to be in the high man. I really it, did. It's hard to say it's you know, not well shot. I'm like, God, I'm going to give it a three, and you know, Adam St. John's going to roll his eyes from northern Michigan. You know, but Okay, there we go. Three fours and a three. We now go to story, how it's told. Mm, Artie. One. <laughs> this is the a worst fucking movie ever. This movie sucks. <laughs> it's a one. Yeah, wow. It's a one. Um, if you... The story is told pathetically. Storytelling is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just like praising one guy. Like one guy's character arc is this. That's that's until they build a statue for him after he's like a martyr. Like Aristotle wrote rules for uh, writing drama, and he doesn't follow any of them. Who do you give a harsher one to in this category? Broadway Melody or Cimarron? Honestly, Cimarron. Harsher one. Yeah. You know why? Do you know why? Let me tell you why. Because Broadway Melody had very little to work with. Cimarron had something to work with. Yeah, I agree did have with a, that. Did have a massive novel that was like yeah. a bestseller. Yeah, that's it fair. had something to work with. Grant, uh, I'm gonna give it a one as well. Classic example of this movie focusing on the wrong things, not giving the right time to to different people. Yeah, they 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 could have made something really incredible that had a point of view, and instead they were just like. Oh, let's let let's see all the let's see what the perfect guy does over and over again, and not hold him accountable for any of the bullshit he does. Educational on what not to do when writing a screenplay. Joey, you're up. <clears throat> Thank you. One, they they just didn't commit to any of themes or anything. They had so much that they could have talked about and done. Instead, they just did nothing. You're looking at me. It's a one. Uh, the, yeah. I, uh, I'm. One's this all. Is one. This is a textbook one for storytelling. Are we all four two ones? No, nope. no, I'm a, I'm a one, three, one. One, four, one, which I don't think will ever happen again. <laughs> That's Wait, odd. What are you? One, one four, one. I mean, this segues into the next segment, one to 95s. I'll say it right now, guys. I think this is the worst movie we've covered. I, I Worse than Tom Jones? I, I didn't have Tom. I had Tom Jones ranked. Did I have Tom Jones ranked ahead of? Yeah, uh, no, he had last. No, he had no I had Broadway last. Melody last. Yeah, I had Broadway mm-hmm. Melody last. Uh, yeah, this is worse than Tom Jones. Um. Is it worse than Broadway? I, I, I think it is. I really? think it is. Yeah. Really? I think it is. Why? 
We're going to have a whole episode for that. Yeah. No, but I want well, to right, just well, a quick, well, like, oh, give right, me a quick about, something. How about since I started. We're talking. What, since I started, let's kick it around the room and we'll end We'll end with me. Does that make some sense here? Yeah, whatever. So, um, one to 95. Uh, Joey, we'll, we'll go to the opposite end of it because it feels like you'll, again, you'll probably have this higher than some. Yeah, so kind of looking at where everything, I mean, we're through a lot, so it's easy. Um, easier. Uh, things can change. There's still a few I haven't seen. But uh, I'm thinking this is going to be like 87 to 90. So you don't even no, you're not going to have this in your bottom five. I don't think so. No, right now. No. Yeah, as you sit here. Right. Right now, there's like there's three hard movies behind it, and mm-hmm. maybe four already. The three hard movies behind it would be Chariots of Fire, Broadway, Broadway Melody, Tom Jones, and Tom Jones. Yeah. Mm. And wow. there's more that 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 like. I uh, mean, you threw a four. All three of you threw a four out there. Yeah. So there's there's that. Not that that's equal because as I think like. I actually think like Broadway Melody is is probably a one two one. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the to no. the overall rankings. It's just in general. Yeah, but yeah, eighty eighty seven to ninety is where this is going to end up. Grant, um, this is probably going firmly in my my bottom five. Um, not ninety, not like ninety five. Yeah, probably closer to ninety, but it's, it's right there. Yeah, it's, it's in, right. It's, it's in that. There. It's in that. Yeah. Marty? I have a bottom seven. Okay, so you're you're along the lines with with but Joe. again, like, I what are the don't... movies we've covered that are worse than it for you? I'll tell you this, already. You have we have you have an episode coming up on, on revisiting the forty five. Yeah. I know you've submitted one to Joey for the for the letterbox for the rankings, but that will be reevaluated, and we'll we'll ask the question then: Is Cimarron worse than these? Though, so that, that's a little a little um Cimarron's low though. A little teaser for the for the people. Yeah. Uh, all right. So just. Looking at it here, the one of the real things that cemented for me is is that like I can't give it too much credit for its time because the best picture winner before this is All Quiet on the Western Front, which yeah. is, I mean, a wonderfully shot. I mean, I what I I think a five 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 yeah. that like that's oh, yeah. like so that's the year before. Okay, also adapting from a novel. You're now a year after this. You you take a massive novel that's super popular. You don't get your money back in the box office. The movie doesn't age well on multiple levels and layers. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cringy at times. Uh, the the at lead times. guy, yeah, I mean, like the whole yeah, movie, a lot of it's cringy. <laughs> but a couple of times where it's like it's it's like uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, I mean, the the guy you're centering the story around is just it is is less likable than the guy you're centering the Broadway melody around, which is in, insane to me. That's saying um, something, yeah. And Tom Jones, who, uh, oh, there's a bit of uh, sarcasm to his character, I guess, but... Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't see a ton of redeeming value in this thing compared to the others, you know. I mean, people, like, uh, to people saying that this is better than Oliver, it's just, that's insane to me. That's insane to me. Um, you know... I, I respect the set designs and, and how it looks a little bit, but you know it's gonna be it'll be head to head with Broadway Melody, and okay. Tom Jones will be lingering around in like a a, a, a triple threat match. Yeah. Uh, but I ultimately I think that this one is gonna, as it stands, is gonna be. Now we, we there's some others we we'll, we haven't covered yet, so we'll see how they make their way. Um, but I, I don't I'm not shocked that it won Best Picture. Like, it's not like a like a Driving Miss Daisy. Like I'm shocked won Best Picture. I'm not shocked at one either. Uh, it's like innovative at the time, I guess. Driving Miss Daisy? 
No. Oh, no. Oh, Cimarron. Yeah, Cimarron. Yeah, Cimarron. Yeah. yeah. No, not um, there's nothing innovative about the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just important to understand when we're ranking them at Best Picture Cast, we're not ranking Oscar wins. Right. We're not ranking, like, you know, oh, how did how did Oliver beat 2001 A Space yeah. Odyssey for Best Director? Or right. how did Kramer versus Kramer beat Apocalypse Now? Like, no, it's not what we're doing. We're taking the, the winners and we're ranking them amongst each other. Right. That's what we're doing. So that yeah. when we say our worst, that's what we mean. Not the worst win of the winners, the worst one. So there you go. That's where I'm at right now. It may change, but that's where I stand at this point. Okay. Uh, recommends. If you just watched Cimarron, where are you going next? I'm going to pick the most obvious one. Uh, it's a movie where I'm sure we're going to be talking about much more in the next uh, six months or so, and it is uh, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. It's yeah. pretty much from this exact time period, but more on the well, on after. the on the after yeah. It. yeah. So it, but it, but it goes twenties. It basically covers the time that they skip over in this yes. movie, right? But it goes into the thirties and into the yep. into the forties. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but it really focuses more on the uh, the Native Americans who. Who what the sketchy prosecutor wanted to do? <laughs> yeah, had had ownership over the oil, and uh, the, the 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 white people in power kind of manipulating the system to try to win back some of the of that oil. So it, it, they take the the actual interesting part of the story yeah. and and make a <laughs> focus it on the right place. It. Yeah, and uh, I think it is one of Leo's best performances. I think it's one of to Nero's best performances and I think it's one of Martin Scorsese's best movies so uh, everyone needs to go out and see this film if it wins for best picture it will be a well warranted winner so Killers of the Flower Moon that's Grant, also, yeah, that's also mine yet. I haven't seen it yet yeah, already haven't seen it yet but Joe you saw it yeah yeah that's also my recommend too don't be scared of the length it's, no it, it, it moves for its length yeah. the length talk is nonsense well, it is it is very long. Let's be honest. It's like fine. Three three thirty to three forty is it shakes people these days a little I, bit. Yeah. But it is. I, I then don't go to movies. Grant, what's your recommend? Um, my, I think I've recommended this before. This is a movie that, that kind of overlaps timeline wise. It's There Will Be Blood. Ah, yes. Nice. They're both kind of alternative takes on westerns, and you know, you talk about a compelling character. This movie, the Daryl Blood, has such compelling characters that uh, that uh, this move that uh, Simran sorely lacks. Mm. So yeah, just watch that and watch some good acting and a great story. It's like they found an interesting topic back then, but just didn't have the capacity to tell the story. Like they yeah. they, they put it all into That's it right. visually and and just yeah. didn't focus on any of the other aspects of the movie. But Artie recommends Fritz Lang's M. Same year. And great it's movie. fucking, fucking so good. Yeah, it's, it's great. very good. Very, very good. Shows you what they can do back then. And, and Compared one of, to this. One of the uh, the great silent actors and really one of the great actors of all time, and Peter Lorre. Yep. Yeah. yeah, great. Fantastic. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about him when we get to Casablanca. Yep. Sure, but we we mentioned him very briefly in uh, yeah. I think he was playing a Japanese man yes. in in, in uh, around the world in these days. Not not fantastic. This is not a well. You know what? 
congratulations, guys. We did Cimarron. We made it through. We did it. We Fuck got yeah. it. That was great. Yes. That was did. a lot of fun. I just wanted to throw that out there. But it is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We do like to talk about the movies. Well, whether we like it or not, we talk about them. We talk about the movies who were also nominated for Best Picture. It's 1931. It is still a five-year a uh, five movie year, right? Yes. Yes, it is. So we didn't God. we didn't shift to the tens yet. Thank God. Yes, but it's five movies here. Uh, we're we're in the the late stages of an RDB uh, studio season here. It's it's late November. We're, we're pushing it now. Yeah. But we're doing. We're, we're pushing. I thought it. I thought we did this segment already. We didn't. We didn't talk about it. We didn't you talk about how cold think? we are. We didn't talk about how how I'm freezing. Uh, yeah, I'm in a one thing. It, is, it yeah. is pouring out right now. Yeah. No, this is the other nominees is where the elements really usually kick in and they and they they clamp hold of you here. But here we are, Joey. Uh, what's yeah. what's up first here? First one is East Lynn, the refined Lady Isabel Carlyle, after leaving her family and enduring nearly a decade of hardships, learns that her son has fallen ill. Despite being nearly blinded as the result of an explosion, she returns home to see her son again. I like how they use see her son again after she was blinded. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She said nearly blinded. Nearly blinded. Um, Directed by Frank Lloyd, starring Anne. The great Frank Lloyd. Anne Harding, Clive Brooke, Conrad Nagel, um, Beryl Mercer. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's not good. Um, well, Frank Joey. Lloyd, uh, already you'll know from two different Best Picture winners, one being Cavalcade, which, nope. you know. Cavalcade. Cavalcade. But the other being <laughs> Mutiny and the Bounty. He's the director of Mutiny and the Bounty. He's good. Yeah. Um, next is, this This movie was nominated a bunch, and it has a higher IMDb rating, so, you know, the IMDb dorks like this a little bit more. Uh, Skippy? Skippy, the mischievous son of a wealthy doctor, meets Suki in poverty-ridden shantytown, and together they try to save Suki's pet from a cruel dog catcher. Um, Directed by Norman Torog, starring Jackie Cooper, Robert Coogan, Mitzi Green, and Jackie Searle. Did you make Uh, that up? (laughs) Yep, every word. That was all. Joey, without (laughs) having seen the movie, I have one question to ask. Did Skippy just make the list? Skippy is at second on the list now after Ellison. He's on the list? He's on the Skippy fucking list. Skippy made the list. Wow. No one here has uh, seen Skippy, but Skippy made the list. Skippy's on the fucking it's list. It's a preemptive, it's a preemptive wow. strike. I wish the listener could see Joey's face while he's reading that synopsis there. Uh, just, Skippy just made the list. Yeah, fuck Skippy. All we right. don't know. We've, no one here has seen the movie. It might be but lovely, but it's on it. the list. We need, I think only Zeta... Calling in and and checking in, saying that it, for some reason it's it's worthwhile. We can save it, but chances are she's going to come in and say it's it's just as bad as we think it is. Well, I had to Zeta. Um, I had to apologize to her in the upcoming a thousand and one piano episode, so she might be a little salty at me by the time oh, this comes out. Oh boy. Okay. Um, well, Skippy made the list. Yeah, the list is always it's eligible. You can all make it at any time. There, Skippy is on the list. On the fucking list. I'm going to have to remember what Skippy is. Yeah, next yeah, time, next time, time we're going to be up, like, but, uh, Next okay, is the front page. A crusading newspaper editor tricks his retiring star reporter into covering one last case. It is directed by Lewis Milestone, starring Adolf Benjou, Pat O'Brien, Mary Bryan. Oh, Georgie Stone. Uh, Saul was in this, too. What was Adolf's yeah. last name? Uh, so... Louis Milestone will know from he was the director of All Quiet on the Western Front. So this oh, is okay. yeah, yeah. And his, uh, this is his Girl Friday. This is the same story. Oh, is it? Yeah, the front oh, page is the same as, as his Girl Friday. And then uh, the front page is then remade by Billy Wilder. 
uh, a little later on. I think uh, closer to 1960. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, this is probably a better movie than yeah. than Cimarron. But um, his girl, his girl Friday, totally worth checking out. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I haven't seen the front page. I know Jay Dowski, our own Jay Dowski, has seen the Billy Wilder version of front yeah. page, but I haven't seen the original one. But um, the czar of Billy Wilder, I trust. Uh, I trust Lewis Milestone. For yeah. sure. All right, um, it looks better. Um, next and last is Trader Horn. Two white traders in the darkest Africa of the 1870s find a missionary's daughter, who was captured as a child by a savage tribe and now worshipped as a goddess. I I didn't even like reading I, that. I feel like I that's, felt awful. If you're gonna find one movie that's gonna be more racist than Cimarron, right. probably this one. Uh, uh, starring, uh, directed by W. S. Van Dyke, um, starring Harry Carey, Edwina Booth, Duncan Ronaldo. Uh, Harry Carey. Harry Carey. <laughs> if the moon's made of hot dogs, would you take a bite? <laughs> now, Harry Carey was nominated uh, for supporting actor in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the head of the council. Best actor this year was our guy, Lionel Barrymore, for a Free Soul. So it wasn't nominated yeah. Best Picture, but he won for that. And so. what was direct, the director winner? Norman Torok for Skippy. Skippy! Skippy! Well, he won Best Director. Does that get him off the list, Joe? Uh, no, Skippy's still on the list. <laughs> oh, I could have sworn that would have gotten him off once, the list. Once somebody's on the list, man, they're not getting off. Well, that's it, guys. We did it. We covered Cimarron. Hell we didn't yeah. know that it could happen. Uh, a, a, a true BPC foursome here. Uh, a, a, a fearsome foursome. We've done The Godfather. We've done The Godfather 2. We've done The Best Years of Our Lives. We've done Roadhouse. We've done Lawrence for Arabia. And now we have done... Cimarron. Please and I put ask, me back on another episode. Yeah, you already you earned your way back on another episode. You yeah, were very well behaved today. You were good. You know, I, I, I'm, uh, the edit should be easier than normal. Grown Ups episode isn't on the books yet. What? The Circuit First Grown Ups episode isn't on the books yet. No. 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 You're I'm like on, I don't I'm know what the, the Circuit First is. It's book. a one way feud. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out the Revisionist Almanac kicking into gear in January. I'll be there in January. We'll be discussing 2010. That's the King's Speech year. I'll be going nose to nose with Adam, Adam Hitchcock from the Streaming Circuit and Andrew Corns himself. I'm sure you've seen him on social media by Twitter now. Twitter Scooby Doo. That's that with Artie. Uh, Grant Z, any uh, art? Anything you got going on here? Yeah, man, we got some. Uh, when when is this dropping? This is dropping the first week of December. Great. All right, so we have <laughs> some, we have some great Christmas designs. That are out in our store. We got Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. We got some new designs for that. So that'll be available for your Christmas shopping. Also, if you want to get other stuff, I have a store on T Public, Exit 28 Studios. Feel free to check that out. Uh, some some good stuff on there. Links will be in the profile. Also, I think we're, we're getting yeah. close to being able to set up a shop link in on Twitter X. That'd I think that's a, that oh. is something. Yeah, I that'd think that be, that's a that's feature that, that's being developed, so that, that should be good. But yeah. uh, you can see that within the, uh, the the description of this episode, the links for that will be there. Yeah, Definitely follow uh, Grant um, on, and it is uh, Exit... Exit 28 Studios is on Instagram, and it's on, it's on uh, X. So give that a follow. Yeah, and Chris, who who did our little run in today, he's going to be on. He's uh, at, at Pop Vulture. Arts. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Yeah, he's too. got great, great stuff book. too. Good, yeah. good, uh, uh, good pop culture art there. Uh, check him uh, out. Uh, well, Joey, talk about the podcast run. Yeah, thousand and one by one. We have four episodes left of this season. Um, some really great ones. Um, 
and uh, the worst movie I've watched for any podcast. My least favorite one. So whoa. Uh, so and then you know get whoa re- any podcast that's including everything. It is that's my, including uh, 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 Chariots of Fire. It is my least favorite movie of all time. Coming wow. up. So, uh, but really great movies too. So we, we're really covering the base. Put the list away. Wow. I might have to. <laughs> I'm not saying what it is, but you know we have a lot of great stuff, and then yeah. our next, you know, we're rolling right into our next season, so a lot of good stuff coming. It's a big deal. Yeah. Grant, talk to me and Joey, and you can both talk about this. Is is Worst Picture Guest done? Are you done? Is there nothing else coming out? Is what do the people have been asking? Are there future episodes of Worst Picture Guest coming out soon? There are. Oh. Um, we have one coming out soon. If it hasn't come out already. With uh, your, that you're on. Oh, yeah, I'm making my return to <laughs> Worst Picture Cast. That's, that's right. Movie called, that. movie called The Revenger, starring Oliver Reed. Legend. As, as the, the as legendary the Oliver Reed. Uh, so, so we got that. We have we have to talk about what we want to do for a Christmas episode. Yeah. But that's something, but we're, we're definitely going to, we're still doing it. You know, we're just kind of picking what we want to do and, and you know, what movies we want to do and who we want to do them with. So we're kind of figuring that out. Awesome. Yeah. That's good stuff. Hey, if you're out there and you want to be in an episode of Worst Picture Cast, you know, yeah. tweet tweet at Grant or Joey. Maybe they'll uh, maybe yeah. they'll you. Maybe they won't. I mean, you know, honestly, maybe you'll make the list. Too, you yeah. know, <laughs> you don't know. It's possible. If I'm um, allowed to put real people on the list, you might make it. Yeah, he's not yet, but you know, test him. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Artie, me and you will be talking Oliver Reed pretty soon too. Why? Um, well, because in two, the two thousand uh, the two thousand. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know he's scarred by Oliver with an exclamation point, but yeah. because he's in Ridley Scott's 2000 Best Picture winner, which is Gladiator. Yeah, at some point that this will is a monster too. season. Watch out for the wind too, baby. You might be gone if you don't, because oh. that might be Oz's return. To the, uh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, there has not been a crew set for that. I haven't figured out how to come up with a crew for for Gone with the Wind yet, but we it's will be season. discussing Gone with the Wind in season five. That is another one we're going to put out there. Wow. Okay, thank you so much for joining us, Oklahoma Way. Join us next for the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. It's going to be our Christmas episode, and you can get a, uh, a reveal on what our Secret Santa movies are. But Grant's going uh, gonna, to gonna tie us out. Hi, Rickety Grant. What do you got? Well, you know, let's, uh, since we're the Roadhouse foursome, let's, uh, I have a message for Wesley Ruggles, the same, the same message that, uh, that Dalton gave Wesley in Roadhouse, and that is, Wesley, fuck you! <laughs> Oh, Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, and (laughs) Happy New Year eventually. My kids are inside with no one watching them right now. It's been like two hours. But you know, even they have they have Jack Torrance watching them already. Don't but worry. even I put on The Shining. They're comfortable. But like I left some water boiling. The, you know, so. 
Not at all. And they're not called Indian, Indians anymore. <laughs> I never thought I'd be properly shamed by Artie. There That's you the go. The podcast, but there Topsy go. turvy. Weird world. Weird world. <laughs> <laughs> I just got served.